0: Hello welcome to Retrospection, a podcast about complaining to the local council about potholes, wheelie bins and oxes. Well, not complaining to the council about oxes because that would be medieval. Oh, and occasionally we talk about an old film or a TV show. My name's Carlin and spacemen are ten a penny. What they need out there is a good copper.
1: And I'm Paul and it's bomb kicking time and you're up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Wait, no, no thanks. Do you know how long I've waited to say that?
0: Thirty years.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Since nineteen eighty seven, funnily enough.
0: <laughs> when you heard it.
1: Absolutely. And I gotta say, you're right. About what? <laughs> I hope that wasn't your bones. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just cracking my legs. <laughs> I like to limber up yeah. before I do a podcast. <laughs>
1: it's the arthritis right it's finally kicking in. No, um, you're right, the potholes around here are dreadful.
0: Oh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, again.
1: Again. I'll, I'll probably mention it more than once. I'm sure you will.
0: In the show, we're discussing the BBC Two sci fi series Stir Cops, which only ran for nine episodes back in 1987. Stir Cops is about an international space police force nicknamed Stir Cops, who provide law enforcement for Earth's early expansion into space.
1: Set in 2027, apparently. I never knew that. Yeah. Not too mm. far.
0: We're all going to be in space soon.
1: <laughs> I'm in space now.
0: You after now?
1: Oh no, no, there's a difference. There's space and then there's spaced out. Oh, I'm always getting them confused. That's the yeah, problem. yeah, yeah. It's easily done. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is um, this is an interesting one because I've never seen this since since we watched it originally. Back oh in really? Stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but I never actually sat down and watched an entire episode.
0: Okay, so it will be interesting to hear what you think about it. Well, that'll be a first won't it? Yeah, I like a novelty in a podcast. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of novelty here.
0: Yeah. And uh, remember everybody, there are spoilers everywhere, so watch the show first. It's surprisingly easy to find. It's on a website that rhymes with Moo Lube sounds like a bovine grease. You could use
1: that with your ox and your wheel, wheelie bins. What? Bovine grease? That's Don't... some of the prog rock band that you've just discovered there, I isn't love them. It?
0: Yeah, in fact, I think their album was called Moo-Lube.
1: <laughs> I think I might have to get myself some Moo-Bloob. Uh, Moo-Bloob? Lube. Lube? No, it's just Moo-Lube. Lube. Moo-Lube! Oh, no, I want Moo-Bloob. Oh. Trust me, I need it. Okay. It's, it's so hot here. Just saying.
0: <laughs> You'll get used to
1: it, global oh, warming. You're, like, I'm, I'm, you're lucky I'm not sitting here completely naked, Fine. Well, everybody is lucky, even if people can't see you, just the I thought know. of it. A naked me sat covered in a thin film of uh, grease.
0: Are you naked if you're covered in a film of grease? You're covered in something.
1: Yeah, but my grease is quite see-through, so. Okay.
0: Ah, but if you're wearing something transparent, aren't you still covered? So Star Cops. Anyway, the show was created by Chris Boucher, who had worked on crime shows like Bergerac and Juliet Bravo.
1: And he also created Leela for Doctor Who, didn't he? I did not know that. Yeah, he created the character Leela, and he was a writer on Blake 7 as well.
0: Oh, well, unfortunately for Boucher, this space show never really took off.
1: Oh, nice one, I like oh, that. thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Partly because of par scheduling, that it hurt its ratings, and disagreements between him and the producer. And they were originally supposed to make 10 episodes, the 10th was scripted and ready to film, but then a strike at the BBC halted production.
1: Yeah, and they kind of blamed um, the scheduling on, on the, um, the low ratings, didn't they? Because it was in the summer months of 1987, July, yeah. that they showed it, and everyone was out. Yeah, BBC Two, 8.30, right? We clearly weren't out, were we?
0: (laughs) Shit, I just revealed how how popular we were in 1987. (laughs) Well, actually, Paul, I had to tape it all the time. Oh, did you? Yeah,
1: yeah, I I never watched it live. No, I was hardcore. I watched it live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because by the time that we got to the ninth episode, everybody knew it wasn't coming back.
1: Yeah, I think everyone knew it wasn't coming back after the first episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I... I don't know if you agree with this, but I kind of feel that science fiction in the late 80s on British TV was in a very bad place.
1: I think particularly on the BBC, because they clearly either didn't have the budgets to do this kind of stuff properly. Although, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get into the episodes, but they, they did a reasonably good job on this. But it was either they didn't have the budget or they just didn't want to spend the money on it. Right. I remember
0: I like on also Doctor Who, Sylvester McCoy just started as Doctor Who in 87.
1: I think they spent the entire budget on the Sylvester McCoy years on those opening credits, didn't they? With the um, CGI spinning logo that they had. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. yeah but there but, wasn't um, much sci-fi in 87 on TV. Not, right? not at all.
1: Yeah. And apparently Star Cops killed British sci-fi until Bugs in nine ninety five.
0: Oh, I hated that Bugs. You loved that Bugs show.
1: I I didn't
0: mind it. Oh, you never stopped talking about it when we were kids. Bugs this, bugs that. I
1: don't remember that. Oh, uh, taped I'm it, not.
0: kept bring it around, forcing on me. You and your <laughs> shitty Highlander. <laughs> oh we'll do that one day. <laughs> Are you worried? <laughs> but since then Stir Cups has been reevaluated and has kinda of become something of a cult classic. In fact, Big Finish, who do audio productions of Doctor Who and Dan Durr, and other stuff will be releasing Star Cops audio dramas this very year.
1: Really? I did mm. not know that. Yeah. Are you going to dip in?
0: I may do. I may do.
2: Yeah. We'll One small
0: toe? One small toe.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> just, a,
0: just a few steps down the road yeah. of
2: time.
1: But I mean, so, you don't want to put a whole foot in, do you? I, no. <laughs> you like, you really get... don't know where to go with that, do you? You <laughs> might get trench foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You may very well indeed, Colin.
0: Sturk upstairs. David Calder as Nathan Spring, Eric Ray Evans as David Faroe, Trevor Cooper as Colin Davis, Linda Newton as Paul Kenzie, Jonathan Adams as Alexander Krivenko, and Seyo Inaba as Anna Shun. Do you have any other production notes, or shall we just go and hear the trailer?
1: Oh, let's listen to
2: the trailer, because it's a good one. Twenty-one years old, a traditionalist, dislikes computers and high technology in a world of dramatic change nathan spring is a policeman on a new frontier 40 years from now star cops by the early 21st century humanity is spilling into space colonists and misfits adventurers criminals there is yes and just look where he is heading on earth on the moon in the space between the star cops tread a delicate political knife edge in the cause of justice Do you know what you've done? Yes, I know exactly what I have done. I've just had a man executed. Just 40 steps down the road of time. Star Wars.
1: Tomorrow at 8.30
0: on BBC Two.
1: And I believe that you've actually seen this trailer. I have, yeah. Get ready for this, folks. We've got a new event. (laughs) (laughs) You've actually seen the trailer. You do know wow. I,
0: I always cut it out when you ask me if I've ever seen the
1: trailer. <laughs> and I say no.
0: Yeah, every single time I've cut it out.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what's real and what isn't. No.
0: <laughs> so what did you think of the trailer? Hold on, wait, let me Star Cops.
1: It was very whispery, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: what was that? And then <laughs> there's that, just 40 steps down the road of time.
1: Yeah, what exactly does that mean? I
0: don't know. Steps is a year, I guess, but it's just a weird thing to say at the end. Why not just say
1: year? Because he's being uh, poetic. Yeah. Do you, do you think someone was proud of himself when he came up with that?
0: Yeah. Do you think it's a connection to like one giant leap, one small step, that kind of thing?
1: Ah, of course. Yes. Yes. Because in the opening credits, we get a big moon boot, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs>
2: Sorry. I don't, <laughs> know
0: why that, I don't know why that amused me. It just did.
2: <laughs> well we do we do yeah
1: well yeah no it's a great it's a great trailer it tells you everything you need to know it kind of doesn't
0: i know you're yeah, trying I've to crow to... by your catchphrase in, but it doesn't i've got
1: to get it in somewhere
2: you know okay.
0: <laughs> all right so let's get on with the episode and you're doing the pilot and then after that, i'm going to do episode seven
1: yes yes which um, is a good choice actually because it's very different than the, the one that we're just going to talk about now, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, okay. So, the pilot is uh called an instinct for murder. You got one of those, haven't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. You fight against it every day, though, Colin, don't you?
0: I do. I try to kill my instinct for murder. Is it working?
1: Oh, you'll find out. can we at least least get to 50 episodes before i find out
0: 50 is the number i'm aiming
1: for yeah yeah so we um we get an opening credit sequence Mm -hmm. and there's lots of shots of the earth space and the spinning spacesuit, and a very uh progtastic theme tune by justin hayward what do you think of this theme tune i i should hate it but i don't i like it Neither do I. I, I. I I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually looked it up properly and listened to the whole thing. Yeah, so have I. Sad, right? No, no, it's good. Um he no, was the uh, a...
0: lead singer and guitarist of the Moody Blues.
1: That's right, yeah, and he's um he's also very well known for um being in the original Jeff Wayne War of the Worlds. Hmm. But
0: what interests me is this this kind of thing was done with Star Enterprise where it had a, a theme song of this nature. Don't think it worked mm-hmm. as well for that though. Well, for enterprise
2: hmm.
1: I don't know um I'm kind of reevaluating evaluating enterprise at the minute, so I'm working my way through it so I'll let you know okay yeah that's... but it doesn't bother me as much as it did originally.
0: All right, I didn't know that okay that's interesting all right.
1: we cut to a man going for a swim in a lake wearing um the tiniest speedos you've ever seen and a swimming cap. but that swimming cap looks weird well you don't you don't see them very often, do you anymore. Yeah, maybe not, they come maybe they come back in twenty twenty seven.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. But do people? I always thought people wore swimming caps in the swimming pool because of the chlorine and stuff.
1: I just thought it was to keep your hair dry.
0: They really keep your hair dry. Like, are they that good <laughs> that they, they they they? Water? Are can you get asking down? me? Are you asking oh, yeah. me? Yeah. Why can <laughs> I can't use a swimming cap. Yeah, you don't really need one, do you?
1: What's the point?
0: Uh, <laughs> a swimming thin ball.
1: Just, just a thin. Film of clean film that'll do me. Okay, yeah. Keep my uh, yeah, head it, nice and shiny. It is a weird swimming hat. It is, and it's a it's intercut with um stuff that's going on on a space station. We see a person doing a spacewalk,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the space station is called the Charles De Gaulle Space Station. And there's a lot of chroma key going on here, isn't there? A lot of color separation.
0: Yeah, kind of. Considering this is 1987, this chroma key is James Bond circa 1962.
1: It is, yeah, it is, and it, it looks a bit, looks a bit seventies Doctor Who as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which is weird because a lot of the model shots are really well done. Yeah, in this. they are better than Doctor Who at the time. Yes, but but they're still struggling along with this chroma key stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I wonder why that is. It's the BBC. Ah, uh. yeah. So, as I say, it's intercut with the swimming guy and um, we see two more spacewalkers follow the first one out. And uh, at the same time, we see two frogmen. They grab the swimmer and they force him under and they start to drown him.
0: That's interesting that we're intercutting from the Charles de Gaulle and we're seeing frogmen.
1: Yeah, what, why do you think that is? Come on, lay it on me. You've got some... Um, Come on. You, you've obviously got something, haven't you? Yeah, Come French.
0: On. Frogman.
1: No. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. You little racist. Do we have messages? <laughs> in France, do we? We do, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck.
0: Uh, excusez-moi, j'ai désolé.
1: Oh, if they go back far enough, they'll hear me do my ha 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 episode. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what, is that what
0: the episode's actually called—the ha that ha ha episode. Called.
1: That's what it's known as now. <laughs> the the lower <hello>, low episode. <laughs> well, it was fine. I mean, we're retrospection, so we can we can get away with stuff like that, can't we? Well, apparently, you can. Yeah, I've had. I've, I've, no one's pulled me up on it yet. No, not yet. So the two spacewalkers, they they grab the first spacewalker and they switch off his suit. As we cut between the dead swimmer and the dead astronaut floating above the Earth, the Justin Hayward theme tune plays all the way through. This doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice to do that. Yeah, I, I like this whole like the two people
0: attacking the astronaut and the two people attacking the frogman. You know, in space there's no atmosphere, you can't breathe. On the water yeah. you can't breathe. It's, it's I think it's a very nice juxtaposition.
1: Mhm. It's it's just a a bit of a shame that the um some of the effects let it down, don't they, with the space sequence?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk. I think we'll talk about it in the summation because I think you just have to get over that for this show, really. Yeah, it's hard yeah. though. But you do.
1: There's a lot of other things that are harder to get
0: over, <laughs> which they they correct with a, a narrative choice later
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll get there then. So then we cut to Nathan Spring, played by David Calder. Um, It's a great name, by the way, Nathan Spring, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's got old-style detective kind of name. better than call him Gary Boing, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I I quite like Gary Boing. Gary Boing. (laughs) So as he's watching a video recording, and he actually refers to it as a video recording as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, in 2027. They didn't get that right, did they?
0: There's some weird, like, oh my god, they got they got an idea of how that could possibly exist, and then they also like, what the hell? Why didn't they think of that? Yeah,
1: actually, yeah, because they, they, there's no internet in this uh, future do, either, is there?
0: Do you know many science fiction shows that actually are films that managed to foretell the rise of the internet?
1: No, even Star Trek didn't do it. Of all no. the things that Star Trek thought of, you know, with communicators and and um, you know, face to face sort of Skype things and all that kind of stuff they, they never thought no one ever thought that everything's still on tapes or, or, yeah. or, or, or chips or whatever they call it you know there's no, no internet yeah you think maybe it's just it's just a a concept that to only exists because we stole it from aliens
0: alright fair enough you heard it here first yeah yeah I think that's probably how it is not, not all views and opinions are those <laughs> of retrospection
1: management yeah <laughs> Management? <laughs> you give yourself a promotion now, have you? What does that make me? Oh, yeah. Uh, assistant. <laughs> assistant. Wow. Assistant manager. Oh, no, no wait. Not that
0: that, not that high. <laughs> Steady on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself yeah. hers and graces.
1: Shop boy. Is that what I am? <laughs> Keep going. Um, dog's this... body. Uh, getting warmer. No, go on. Carry on. All right. So he's watching a video of the um, of the authorities pulling out the dead swimmer. I always hated when old BBC stuff would cut from well shot location stuff to back in the studio. It, I always used to refer to it as BBC Studio Land. It just looks odd to go from something that was that looks really well shot on location to suddenly shot with that. Um, three four camera thing that they did back then
0: yeah because they used to use film cameras for outside location Mm. work and and video cameras for interiors Mm -hmm. because you can't you can't lug those video cameras outside and film is expensive back then
1: well they would they would shoot things as well on location they would they would do proper setups wouldn't they whereas when you're filming in bb's studio land everything's controlled from the, the 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 controller in the in the room above isn't it and they he would cut between the cameras literally do it live and cut it almost cut the episode together as they were doing it wouldn't they right and the cameras are big too yeah yeah and it just looked weird i think yeah it does but um spring seems to be what's he doing is he painting a model i can't actually work out what the model is No, i didn't
0: really work out what he was doing he's painting a little model
1: that's what uh,
0: what you've decided he's painting a model he's
1: painting a model I don't know what it is, but it's a model. Samantha Fox? I hope he's got a lot of paint. Ah. Yeah. It won't take him long to get abreast of the situation, though, will it? Move on, on. <laughs> You do that a lot, you know. <laughs> Standing to. <laughs> so he asked the people in his office um, if they've seen this tape. And his assistant, Brian, that's his name, Brian.
0: Yeah, he's not got such a good detective name, has he?
1: Not really, no. No. no we, a, but he's know, very British, though. But we know we're not going to see him for much then. No. No. So he asks Brian if he thinks that there's anything odd about it. But he tells him that he doesn't have anything until the machines have run probabilities. Yeah. Nathan's not happy about that, though. He's not, because he says, Why keep a dog and bark yourself? Yeah. He doesn't like well, the machines. It's an odd expression, though, isn't it? Why keep a dog and bark yourself? Well, it's like nothing. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's your turn this week. (laughs) But Nathan, he's he's adamant he wants it investigated. Then we cut to the space station, and uh, we see two crew members, or star cops, as we're going to call them. Yes, because that's
0: the nickname that's been given to this uh, police force.
1: Yeah, well, it's a nickname here. But when we get to the episode you're going to do, they're just referring to themselves as Star Cops all the time. Like it's, I think one of them runs into a room and says the word, Star Cops, move out of the way, or something like that. So it's...
0: Yeah, you will not really get the police kicking in and down going, it's the Rossers. Exactly. <laughs> that was
1: my point. Right, okay. So they're discussing the apparent spacesuit failure. Right. And um, I don't know about you, but I, I found this dialogue really hard to follow in this scene. They're talking about sheep shearing at one point yeah actually
0: some of the dialogue in this especially the pilot i find strangely out of place and i find yeah. the delivery also kind of weird like it's as if the interpretation of the line is not how i would think someone would say that like nathan seems very angry about the stuff that i can't imagine why he's angry about it
1: do you think maybe it's just the fact that maybe they didn't have a lot of time to rehearse? It's possible, I guess, yeah. I'm pretty sure that if it was shot the way that, say, Doctor Who was shot, it's very quick. Yeah. You probably get one or two takes at the most before you have to move on. Yeah, yeah. So you get what you get, basically. So there's not a, There's no time to go, oh, I think maybe I should do that slightly differently. Or Right. But, but one of the problems I had as well is that the way they're delivering the lines... Um seems so fast and throwaway at times, so i had to, I had to keep rewinding it to, to listen again to what they were actually saying. yeah, it's your age <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it might be an age thing, I don't know what, <laughs> hey, <laughs> what he
0: saying they're not they're not speaking with BBC dialect <laughs> they got accents. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the guys is American, isn't he? um David, I think his name is david fureau yeah he's yeah. he's American. I have to give them some credit here for at least trying to do zero gravity. Oh. Because they could have easily have just said, oh, we've got artificial gravity on this space station. But they didn't. They they tried to do zero gravity. I mean, it's awful.
0: Right, right. It's a, it a mixture of bad, superimposing wire work where you can clearly see the wires. Not just the wires, but where they're attached to the suits. <laughs> You can see the hooks. Yeah, the hooks and everything. And I guess I admire the fact that they wanted to do a more hard science mm-hmm. fiction TV yeah. show rather than a fantasy TV show. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it's, doesn't help the show. It's distracting.
1: It is. In some ways, as you say, it, it's nice that they tried to do it. And you've got to give them credit for trying to do it. But it would have been less distracting if they just said, oh, we've got artificial gravity and let's go with it.
0: Yeah, and some of later on, David Caldwell's decisions about what weightlessness does to you is odd.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he... We'll talk
1: about that when we get when he gets into space. Okay. So they try and contact an inspector back on Earth, but um the one that they want isn't available straight away. And David tells the what is the other guy anyway? Is he a commander or something? Uh
0: yeah, I think so.
1: Okay. He tells him that um He's got a feeling that something fishy is going on with the spacesuits. I don't mean an actual fish. David is
0: the superintendent.
1: Okay. He's kind of important later,
0: isn't he? Yeah. David is like, he's he's underneath Nathan. Well, Nathan later is the commander, but he's the superintendent. So he's in charge. And then the other guy is a communications guy. He's underneath him. I, I don't know about the personal life.
1: No, I'm just saying, that's what you said. He's
0: underneath it. Yeah, he's underneath
1: him. It's funny how I fixated on that. I didn't hear anything else that you no, said. No, <laughs> not
0: the explanation of what's going on.
1: So David isn't happy, and he finally gets through to Pal Kenzie. hmm Now, she's not in this episode much, other than this, but we'll see a lot more of her soon, won't we? We will, yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But... Mm. And she says that it better be good, because I had to fold three queens to come to a screen. Now, is she in a nightclub? A gay nightclub. Or was she playing cards. I think she's. Was... Oh my god. <laughs> 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 wow. All right. Okay. I think she was playing cards. I actually wrote that must have been painful, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so David tells her about the um, about the death due to the. Sp- Suit failure, but she's still pissed off about being taken away from her game. And I've got to say that this actress, she's pretty poor, isn't she? <laughs> she doesn't get any better either. <laughs> <laughs> Nine episodes later, the delivery later. of the lines is just. She's. She reminds me of amateur dramatics at its worst. I mean, yeah. I've seen some amateur. I can't even say it. Say the word. Amateur dramatics. That's the one. Can't. I can't, I can't get it out. Um... Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> i've seen some that that are really good but i've seen some that are really bad and she's 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 definitely in the bad category it uh... it must be
0: hard for like david is it caldwell i keep getting yeah yeah it must be hard for david caldwell to play against her later on because if you're playing against a bad actor Mm -hmm. it kind of affects your performance too what are you supposed to
1: do with that the thing is, though, I mean, if he worried about that, he he wouldn't be able to perform at all in this program.
0: Have you, have you had problems like that? Or <laughs> well, performance issues? Yeah, were well, you worried about it and you can't perform that well?
2: Uh
1: no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that. Um, moving on. I'm just saying that um, if he worried about that he wouldn't be able to perform in this show at all because, I mean, he, he's faced with some pretty <laughs> tough, tough yeah. ropey uh, performances. Would, I
0: would say he's the best of the actors in oh, this show. Oh, he paragraph. is,
1: definitely. I mean, he, he's like he's like Richard Burton in this <laughs> compared to everyone else. Yeah. And I mean literally everyone else. <laughs> there's, there's a performance in the episode that you're going to talk about, which is, whoa, ooh, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh i didn't notice i wonder who it is i'm looking forward to that when we get to it yeah yeah well, yeah. we'll get there.
1: so he asked her about the death rate amongst astronauts due to suit failure but she's still not impressed and she's more concerned about who's going to be the new leader of the station and uh, she's pissed that um she had an interview for the job but um she hasn't even got a sniff oh yeah can't imagine why Who'd want to work with her? <laughs> for her, yeah, I don't know. No, we, we should say as well that she's uh, she's. I presume that she's Australian.
0: Yeah. See, that's is one of the problems this show has is that it's it's an international space far, so there's people from different nationalities, but every single one is a stereotype. Oh, absolutely, and there's
1: a terrible one in your episode that we'll talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so bad. Yeah, for a show that has great writing and interesting plots and is futuristic, they really drive the ball on that.
1: You think that was an eighties thing?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just—it's a shame. It's yeah. a shame.
0: So yeah, so she's a, a loud, crass Australian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even done in a slightly amusing way. No, it's—it's. It's, uh... In fact, if I was Australian, I'd probably find it offensive. <laughs> I'm you know? not
0: Australian. I find it offensive.
1: <laughs> so while all this is going on, we hear that the uh, computer is telling us that there's a shuttle coming into dock. And we catch a glimpse of it in the window, and it actually looks okay, doesn't it? Yeah, the model work is usually pretty good in this show. Mm-hmm. And we get a nice shot of the shuttle approaching the station. Mm-hmm. And as you say, these shots are really well done, and they clearly had a bigger budget than Doctor Who at the time, didn't they? Yeah,
0: a couple of pence
1: worth. More. <laughs> Do you think some BBC executive was forced to turn out his pockets? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I know you've got more in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're just holding him upside down and shaking yeah. him.
2: Shaking
1: him. <laughs> yeah. See what
0: falls out.
1: <laughs> but then again, I suppose Doctor Who was badly treated in, in the 80s at this time anyway. Almost like they wanted it to die. Well,
0: that's what I mean. Really? Like All science fiction was treated badly in the late 80s on the BBC.
1: And I guess yeah. ITV, because they didn't have anything either. Which is weird because, in the, in, in, you know, complete opposite in the States, wasn't it? Science fiction's always been. Was it quite in, in
0: the 80s too? I guess V was in the 80s, right? V
1: was in the 80s, so... Bob Rogers, Battlestar Galactica. All in the 80s. Yeah. Bloody BBC. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: they're making up for it now with the great Doctor Who series.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um,. His face. <laughs> so Spring is t- he's, uh, talking with a superior on a view screen who tells him that uh, there's no evidence to support any theories of foul play with the drowned man and that the machines are never wrong. And when he hangs up, Spring, um, he just sort of deadpan calls him bastard, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. But it also reveals that there's this conflict between machine and people.
1: Particularly Spring, though. I mean, he, he's he got a major issue with technology, hasn't he? It does, but he relies on a certain device. He does, and it's almost like a certain device that uh, I can see sitting on my shelf over there, which I can't say the name of because she'll react. Well, she'll <laughs> react? Well, she's a girl, isn't she?
0: I think it's a knit. Wow. She sounds like a girl when I say her name. You're personifying your uh,
1: Alexa? Yes. Wow. He's a girl. i have asked a thing. Oh, bet you have?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't
1: go there. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So he has
0: this little device. Uh, I say little. <laughs> it's a called uh, which which. Yeah. Why did they They call it box, but they should have just called it brick.
2: Yeah.
0: And it speaks to his him. His dad
1: made him, didn't it? His dad made it for him.
0: Yeah. The backstory is that his dad is involved in electronics and nathan actually had to arrest him at one point i was investigating him i can't remember exactly Mm -hmm. what happened so yeah he's he got it from his dad and it's called box and it he can talk to and it answers back and it can do computations, and it is very similar to like a very sophisticated siri or google assistant or Mm -hmm. alexa um except they didn't put a screen on it it's just a box
1: yeah yeah in twenty twenty seven you'd expect a screen wouldn't you i demand a screen in twenty twenty seven wow yeah i'm not i'm, not, I'm keeping it out of your way when we get to twenty twenty seven then yeah well, demanding we' demanding all... all sorts of stuff
0: yeah, but so it's interesting that he hates devices and wants to go with human lo- human i guess uh what's the word i'm looking for wait, personality wait, I guess, but with human um, judgment or when you have a hunch, like that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. rather than the cold logic of a computer.
1: So why did he program it, just as an aside, why do you think his dad programmed it with his son's voice? Wait, you think it sounds like Nathan? It's the same actor doing the voice.
0: I think that's probably got less to do with story and more to do with budget.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You think those BBC executives had him one day and said, Oh, while you're
0: here <laughs> yeah maybe although let's like, let's let's take it as being part of the story and that could be that's something interesting about Nathan's father that he did that
1: maybe maybe they were planning on uh you know exploring that in yeah, the future
0: yeah because actually the box learns from Nathan during the episodes and starts to mm-hmm. pick up some of his catchphrases and idioms so yeah
2: yes, and and he Nathan, starts
1: arguing with it doesn't he yeah and
0: Nathan gets more annoyed by it so that's mm-hmm. actually yeah. Let's go with story
1: and it's more interesting and it's more complex than we thought. Yes, and it's not just uh Budget. Cheap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Spring books a restaurant through his um box and um it seems to glitch a little, doesn't it?
0: Well, they always do, right?
1: Well yeah, they do, but I'm just thinking that it shows a little window into the future, doesn't it? It does. That they yeah. did, obviously didn't realise that that they that they were doing it at the time, I don't think. Right. They probably just thought it was a nice idea to have this little box. I mean, you know, every science fiction thing in the 80s had to have a little computer that talked to you or a little robot, didn't it?
0: Right, we have Auric in uh, Blake 7.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's. Ex- I think that's all they were doing, really. Yeah, I think so. But they kind of got it closer
0: than Auric. I don't have a giant Perspex box with a green blob in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not yet. I'm working on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll let you know when it's finished. Okay, cool. So we cut to spring in an office. Um, He's talking to another superior. I guess this is the the big boss, this guy. He's a different Um, guy than what he was talking to earlier.
0: Yeah, this guy's in charge of whatever the police department for that section. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he tells him that um, he can't authorize any investigation as the budget won't stretch to investigate his hunches.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like he was sat in a room with a BBC executive, really, wasn't he? That's true, yeah. Um, so the superior indicates a large view screen on the wall, and it shows a lakeside view. What do you think, he says? It was expensive. It had to be uh, tuned to my exact brain patterns. Oh, I can't see that that was very expensive, replies Spring. That was a good line. I quite like <laughs> that. Yeah, it is an <laughs>
0: enjoyable line. <Yeah. laughs>
1: he does talk to his superiors the way that you'd want to talk to your bosses, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean you personally. I meant generally. I don't want oh, to get in I, trouble I though.
0: thought you talk it personally.
1: Well, you can take it personally if you like. Okay, I will. You, yeah, you usually do. So <laughs> so the superior tells Spring that he's been shortlisted for the space station job, but Spring's not happy, and he says that he, he only applied for the job because he was made to. I withdraw my name, he says. No, says his boss. It wouldn't look good to pull out before the final adjudication. That's sound advice, I reckon.
0: Yeah. And I also like yeah. during this conversation... The mood window is getting angrier and angrier in the background.
1: Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. They set up that whole thing just for that joke, didn't they? Yeah. (laughs) Just want to ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever pulled out before the final adjudication? No,
0: I'm always adjudicated before I finish.
1: I thought so. Yeah. So the superior tells him that he'd reach a rank of commander if he took the job. But uh, Spring, he he doesn't like being labelled a star cop, does he?
0: No, he doesn't like it. Plus,
1: he doesn't like going into space. He? Has he been before? He's never been, right? No, he's never been. Um, Spring's told in no uncertain terms that he uh, he doesn't really have a choice. Mm. He's got to go for this.
0: Yeah, they they want rid of him, don't they?
1: They want rid of him. But then again, he's not. he doesn't seem like the easiest person to get along with anyway, does he? Not really. He's always shouting at people. He's always shouting at people. and like, I don't think he toes the line, does he? No, he doesn't. Or line the toes. He's <laughs> dipping it in again. Yes, in and out. I told you, keep your foot... What? I've heard heard that one as well. I've heard that rumour about you. In and out. And then asleep. (laughs) And a sandwich. (laughs) And a sandwich. Oh, I forgot the sandwich, yes. (laughs) So we cut to Nathan hanging around the uh, lake. He's just (laughs) hanging around the lake, isn't he? Where the swimmer was It's uh, a good dog in sight. I was thinking. Do you know what I wrote? Is this a dog insight? I know you would. That's why I said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta get dogging in somewhere, have not you? You usually do. What? <laughs> <laughs> do you mind? Um, no, I don't. Clearly, you don't either. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the whole point of dogging, isn't it? It is. You Apparently, know, it's, allegedly. So it's, it's a lottery. Is it? I don't. I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> Is do- dogging a thing in, in the States? I don't think so. Oh,
0: okay. I, and the phrase isn't used here.
1: I'm showing far too much interest in this, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, suspiciously so. <laughs> yes. All right, we'll move on. Yeah. So, Box reminds him that he, uh, he's he got a dinner date. Though, at first, I couldn't understand. I thought maybe he's got like a portable thing on him. And then I realized he's actually carrying the box around with him, isn't he?
0: Yeah, that giant box, he has it in his pocket all the
1: time. Yeah, it's not the most... Uh, you think he'd have like a, I don't know, like a Fitbit thing that he could wear that he could talk into or something. Yeah, it is funny that whenever they design these things,
0: they always think they're going to be bulky and big. Mm. They never think, oh, it's going to be small and slim.
1: Yeah, they usually strap them on their back. Yeah. Huge.
0: Can you imagine if that was good? He's like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's just
1: my portable box. He's
0: got his giant backpack with a satellite dish above his head. Oh, it's it's
1: so convenient. You you know, you should get one. Yeah, you should. It
0: it, it books meals for you, but I could just call on the phone. No, no, no. (laughs) This this means you don't have to do that anymore. Oh,
2: okay.
1: So he he asks Box, did you manage to get my regular table? Yes, it replies. But it's not a popular restaurant cheeky sod he says yeah so it gives him gives him talk back it does yeah yeah My, mine does that as well oh yeah tells me where to go that's directions <laughs> yes. yeah i ask it how do i get to the nearest uh
0: off license that's the one <laughs> and, it, and it just says oh you know <laughs> you don't need think... you don't need me to give you
1: directions yeah but if it didn't talk to me i'd be lonely Um... (laughs) so we cut to the space station and we get more nice model shots as they send off a Russian shuttle well it's not a a shuttle with Russians in it yeah it's not going fast we get more uh, zero gravity shots here don't we lovely and uh, David's second in command tells him that he'd rather be looking after something more important like sex wow you really yelled that line but he yells it out as well oh (laughs) That's that's why you did it. You were matching yeah. his exuberance. It's just an odd thing to say. I'd rather be looking after something more important, like sex. Well, don't you say that? I don't. I don't put it in quite that same way. No. How you? How is that looking after something? Well, seeing to it, getting it done. Seeing to it. <laughs>
2: well, well, all right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> So back on Earth, Spring is talking to his assistant, Brian, via video, and he's just returned from interviewing the dead swimmer's widow. She was hardly grief stricken he says. But if that was a crime, half the widows in the world would be under arrest. Another good line. Yeah, he's got some good ones. He's very dry, isn't he? He is, yeah. yeah. Which is funny, because his name's Spring. Anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So Brian was a bit embarrassed about making uh, house calls as apparently it's not done anymore in the future, is it? That's right. Yeah, well, I don't know how that works. I guess in everyone, everything's just done remotely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, <don't> lad. <laughs> <blood. laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, got a bit northern then, didn't uh, it? I, I guess everything's just done remotely, you know, like uh, by video.
0: Well, sure, you've got to visit the crime scenes and interview suspects and witnesses.
1: Maybe you get your box to do that for you. I don't think how that's hey, gonna hey, work. Maybe this is the same universe as Runaway. Oh, okay. You know, because I mean, it doesn't look as good as what's going on in Runaway. But then again, it's Britain, so it's gonna be shit, isn't it? <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? So yeah. Okay. And he says a he says a weird line here. He says, um, "You can't tell the sweating unless they're sweating." Are you sure you heard that correctly? Yeah. Because he's talking about, why do I have to go and see her in person? And he says, oh, you can't tell the sweating unless they're sweating.
0: Yeah, because you have to actually see their reaction to your questions, not through a video link or through an audio link. So you actually have to see them face-to-face to how they respond to your questions. That's what he
1: means. It's just an odd phrase again, isn't it? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. So Brian tells Spring that the dead man collected antique timepieces but some of his collection have been emptied away. Mm, suspicious. It is suspicious. Uh, almost like he's going to go somewhere. Could be. It doesn't know, does it? Oh. <laughs> well, it, it means she's been selling them, right? Yeah, yeah. So later, Spring's having a, a meal with his lady friend. Mm. And it, <laughs> this restaurant looks like the tackiest Chinese restaurant that you've ever seen in your life, doesn't it? Well, all the sets are
0: pretty tacky on earth mm. they all look mm-hmm. like a children's tv show
1: office that's funny you should say that because there's a set there's a set that's actually in your episode that you're going to talk about which really did remind me of a kid's tv show yeah
0: they're all like cheap and uh, tacky and weird colors and silver foil
1: do you think that maybe they spent so much money on the effects the, the model effects because they are quite good that you know the budget for the for the studio stuff was very very slim. Let's say. Yeah, yeah maybe, mm. yeah, maybe, or maybe maybe Caldwell was just so expensive.
0: So they paid all,
1: all the budget on him. Yeah, it could be. Could yeah. be. So she's unconvinced that Spring's uh, murder hunch. I don't mean he's got a. Oh, this this hunch is it's right. Could... Murder. It's killing me. <laughs> it's killing me. Um, Spring talks about his dad. And uh, apparently his dad was a computer salesman, and she basically tells him that she hates in fact uh, she uh, doesn't she even call the 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 restaurant a shithole I think she
0: does there is swearing in this
1: t v there show. is I was thinking, this was only at half past eight yeah, shocking right Murray shocking. White's house must have been livid. I bet she was tearing up her knickers um or somebody else's she didn't do things like that,
0: did she Oh come on. These people complain about these things? Oh, oh they're yeah, the, go they're on. the worst. <laughs> Do
1: you think she was getting involved in those um, blood soaked orgies that Count Kernstein was uh, so, so interested in back in uh, Twins of Evil?
0: I reckon she had a teeth around an orange.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sucking it dry. Yeah. Having a nibble.
0: Do you remember that? Yeah. That politician?
1: Oh, with the ah yes, with the no. orange in the oh, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. He died, didn't he? Yeah,
0: that's how they found him. <laughs>
1: that's not the way you want to go out, is it?
0: Oh no, I'm aiming for that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta sleep every night with an orange in my mouth just in case.
1: <laughs> can you imagine the person that finds you the next day. Mm. I can, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back then at least they didn't have camera phones. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know. Oh, yeah, no, it. now
0: it's less appealing. 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 Orange. Oh, Come on.
1: I, I am very impressed that we're talking about something that happened in politics um, that was about 30 years ago. <laughs> but um, then again, retrospection.
0: We're always on point, you see. Yes, I mentioned Samantha Fox. I'm talking about politicians from the 80s. I'm i I'm really on point. <sighs> oh, no, that, that sounded sexual now
1: well Samantha Fox and points yeah, yeah. she's always... got a new album. she's got a new album out you know holy fuck really <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry i mean uh, wow that's interesting
1: i'm sure it's got its good bits
0: wait oh shit i've been listening to it <laughs> <laughs>
1: have you wait
0: whose album have i been listening to recently that's from the 80s Who's got Kim a new Wild. album on? Kim Wilde. That's the one I've been listening Wilde. to. Kim Wilde. Wilde. Thank you. are getting
1: Kim Wilde mixed up with Samantha Fox. I'm ah. sure she'd be impressed if she knew. Who, which one? Well, <laughs> which one do you think? <laughs> Kim Wilde? Not so much, I would have thought, no. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was never a Samantha Fox fan, though, were you? I still am. Oh, yeah. I preferred Linda Lucardi at the time. Yeah, but she
1: was the Dime Market Version, wasn't she? Dan murky from Sebastian <laughs> <laughs> That's possible, is it? <laughs> oh my god.
0: I don't know why we're wasting this. It can't go in the show, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't Linda Lussardi do the. Um, she was in those adverts for the, that computer game at the time,
0: Barbarian? No, that's Maria Whittaker. <sighs> it's easy to get them all mixed
1: up. How do I she know was, this she... shit? <laughs> yeah, how do you know? Oh, I could, I could probably answer that one. <laughs> You poured over those VG? Uh, con- uh, pod, uh, right,
0: pod is the right yeah. word. <laughs> Fountains.
1: Yeah. You weren't just backing your books with those uh, pages from Computer and Video Game Magazine, were you? No, no. <laughs> really? yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> way too care.
1: So, back, well, back to StarCops. Oh, yeah, sorry. So, Spring and his uh, girlfriend are arguing about the future. If we're going to have a family, then it's got to be soon. And he says, "Can I finish eating first?
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that line. That's the kind of thing I would say.
1: Yeah, I think that was my reaction at the time. So David's finished checking the spacesuits, and um, they all look okay. Now, <laughs> there's a weird shot of something floating in the in the zero gravity that one of them's trying to reach. Is it like a packet of crisps or something? <laughs> Only if you were in space. I'd be like that astronaut that took a ham sandwich into space just to see what would happen. No, you'd be like cans of beer, bottles. Yeah, well, I took them into space to see what would happen. I I, I know what would happen. I'd drink them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Experiment over. That's an easy (laughs) one, isn't it?
1: (laughs) No money spent there, (laughs) on Except for buying the bottles in the first place. Oh, I'd I'd petty cash it, don't worry. Oh, okay. So Spring is having his interview, which feels like a a Nazi interrogation, doesn't it? It's not the nicest interview that you've ever seen in your life. No, he's been given a job he doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And They want to send him um, to the space station to get him acclimatized to to actually be in space. Mm -hmm. And he's less enthusiastic. And he says, some days, try as you will, nothing ever goes wrong. That's right, because he he
0: tries to spend the entire interview saying incorrect things and being as annoying as possible and abrasive as possible, just so they'd say, you know, you're not really suited for this position, but they choose him anyway.
1: Have you ever done that? Gone, Gone for a job interview where you've actually realized just beforehand that you think, oh, you know what, I don't actually want this job.
0: No, but I've been in an interview where halfway through I've realized I don't want the job.
1: And you've killed it.
0: Well, I've just given up, like lost interest. And in the interview, one of the interviewers said, um, have you ever experienced an exquisite piece of software? (laughs) Uh, Samantha Fox? Well, it wasn't what went through my mind. What went through mine was I don't want to work with anybody who refers to software as exquisite.
1: (laughs) it doesn't seem like you
0: no you. i was like yeah, yeah. i'm done
1: here I'm. well did they catch you just stirring off into the window <laughs> no i just, just just
0: answered the following questions as quickly as i possibly could
1: so they'd ask you a question and you'd be
0: like yeah. i answered
1: it but i wasn't really interested oh, okay
0: interesting mm.
1: So any future employees of Colin? <laughs> if he suddenly
0: glazes over, you know, he's yeah. no interest in working he, for you.
1: You've lost him completely yeah. at that. So later, Spring is doing his astronaut training in a centrifuge.
0: Mm. Same centrifuge as the one in Moonraker, I believe. Is it really? It fucking looks like it. Who knows? <laughs> 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 just rough. Oh. Nobody knows for a fact out there. It looks like it to me because it even has the control thing high up where they're looking through the window, him.
1: Maybe that's just a standard issue centrifuge thing. How many of, of these things are going to be in the UK?
0: We've got a space program.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's a bloke in his shed.
2: He's got one in there. I've yeah.
1: seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the British centrifuge. You just have to run round in a circle really fast. Until no, you fall a, over.
0: A British centrifuge is one of those roundabouts that you used to have on kids where you just turn them round and round and round and try and stay on <laughs> for as long as possible. Yeah. I get dizzy on those things.
1: That's the point. Everyone gets dizzy on them. What's the point? well what's the point in doing something that makes you dizzy? But then again, I drink. Yeah. So we get a, an interesting line here that I quite liked where um Spring tells Brian that um, he always preferred Sherlock Holmes to Dander. It's okay. nice to get Dander mentioned, I thought. It is, yeah. Do you prefer Sherlock Holmes to Dander? You can't really compare the two, can you? No, you can't. So it's That's... a stupid analogy, really. Yeah, it's a terrible line. Yeah. I'll take it back. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. So Brian tells Spring that the dead husband had dodgy black market dealings. Ooh. Yeah and as he spins around in the centrifuge the computer tells him to shut up oh that's right because he you know needs some quiet while it's doing the testing mm-hmm. and as we said I, I do like the fact that even though everyone seems to have all this tech um he it, it, it doesn't treat them nicely does it and they 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 all seem to be particularly spring he he's, he's got no regard for it at all right mm-hmm. yeah and um Brian wants to close the file on the Drowned Man, but Spring, he won't have any of it. He's clinging on to that idea that there's something wrong there and it needs to be sorted out. Absolutely. So we cut to an underwater training uh, spacesuit montage thing, don't we? Now, this is real, isn't it? It is, and it's got some strange, jolly music. Yes. um, It it makes it seem like it's something from an episode of Blue Peter. You know, like Peter, Peter Duncan's gone on a... Let's find out what astronauts have to do, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's
0: got this jolly music and it's got um, voiceover work while they're underwater.
1: Yeah, it just it just seems really odd. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, but Springs, he, he's not enjoying any of it at all, is he? Nope, nope. And then we cut to Brian, who seems to be having a bit of a lay down where the dead man was drowned. Yeah, what is that? He's wearing a trench coat <laughs> and he's just laying
0: on the grass. He's having a bit of a sleep. And then he wakes up as if he's like, "Oh, where am I?" Yeah, and he sees a guy walking a dog. Yeah, and then he's like, "Is he embarrassed that he was caught having a nap or was he knocked out? What's going on?"
1: Maybe he's just he, he's in that notorious dogging spot, and then he actually sees uh, a guy walking a dog and he's confused.
0: Yeah, cuz it, it actually is dogging as in people walking
1: dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always thought it was. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. That's your excuse. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. It's sadly the pride of the Met at work, is it, really? Yeah, right. You know, can you imagine? They go, oh, we'll go to a crime scene. Oh, I'll just have a kip. Yeah, why well, not? He's, like, he's laying in the actual outline of the body that they've drawn on the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be
2: good,
1: yeah. <laughs> so then we cut to another good model shot of a space shuttle on its way to the space station, carrying spring. And then we cut to later, and Spring's already talking with David and his crew. There's a lot of jumping around in this, isn't there? Yeah, there's. You know, one minute they're on Earth, then they're in the space station, then they're back on Earth again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do like the upside down camera work, though.
1: Yeah, as I was saying, the 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 I was just about to say the lopsided camera angles and um, you know, the little all the little tricks that that they try and pull all you know in all furnace on a BBC FX budget. Yeah. It shows creativity, doesn't it? At least they've tried to do something.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes. Although I did find the upside-down shot at times a bit off-putting. Why? Well, it kind of took me by surprise. Oh. I thought my TV had broken. Yeah, because I'm watching it on an old TV that had the V-hold. Uh, uh, when I go retro, I go retro.
0: Yeah, you you, do, you watch it on an old 4x3 CRT yeah. Café Ray TV. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I, I like it. Dedication, Paul.
1: Absolutely. That's what I do. That's what you need. That's why I'm here. So Spring pretty much tells him that he'd rather be anywhere than here, doesn't he? Right. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that sometimes as well. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather you were anywhere than here. That's what they say to me. As you walk in the door in the mornings in the at work. Yeah, yeah. See, I set that up for you. Yeah. So we hear that there's a UN representative due to make a visit, and that he's planning to try spacewalking himself. Probably not a good idea, is it, really? Not with all these backpack failures. No, no. And uh, David's less than delighted to hear about this, isn't he? He doesn't want this guy at all. No, don't blame him. So a spring's intrigued that they... Um, And they try to explain that they've been having uh, problems with spacesuit backpacks and that the Russians normally do the maintenance on them. Feels a bit topical, this, doesn't it? It does, surprisingly so, yeah. A lot of Russian stuff going on in the world at the minute, again. Yeah. Yeah. It's very retro. It fits with us, doesn't it? We're just reliving the 80s. I know. I know. We've got a conservative government with a a female leader that no one likes. Mm. Yeah. We've got Russians... My, in all fairness, the Russians have always been there. They've not just reappeared. (laughs) No, yeah, they're not like Klingons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it all does feel a bit eighties at the minute, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, you know, I don't actually move as well as I did back in the eighties. No, now you move like you are in the 80s. Yeah, sometimes I do. Things click and hurt that never used to. So everyone seems convinced that there's nothing wrong, especially as the computers have given them uh, the statistics that say that everything's fine. Ah, back to those computers again. I know. But David's still not convinced, and um, Spring, referring to the computers, tells him that you should watch those things. They can get you into trouble. That's right, because he's got him into trouble. Well, we've all got into trouble with computers, haven't we? Your browser history is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. you don't snap that laptop closed quick enough, you know.
0: <laughs> incognito mode, Paul. Incognito mode.
1: I don't know what that is. It's incognito. That's true. So Leia Spring is uh, he's talking to Brian again on a view screen, and he tells him that uh, after talking to the dogger, I talked to the dogger, the guy walking what the dog. With? Oh, is that what he called him? Yeah, okay. the dogger. That's what he is. Dogger, yeah. Um, that there seems to be an anomaly regarding the dead swimmer's death. I have to say, I found all this dialogue quite... Because there's a lot of overlapping dialogue going on here. I find it quite hard to follow again.
0: You're really having trouble with dialogue in this show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alexa? Stop. (laughs) Why Star (laughs) Wars? That was bizarre, wasn't it?
0: What on earth could it have heard
1: that sounds like... <laughs> That's quite worrying, isn't it, that it can just do that? Stupid well, it doesn't it? Stupid box.
0: <laughs> it doesn't even get it right.
1: Yeah, I guess, at least it? it'd break into some Justin Hayward or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Stay on point. Stupid, Strange. Stupid machine. So the delegate, he suits up. Suits, not soups doesn't soup up. Soup's up.
0: Nice <laughs> tomato. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I like a, a country veg. I'm a country veg man
0: myself. Oh, no, I'm tomato all the way. In fact, I don't really try any other soups. Tomato is it. That's it, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, she
0: all over. Boring. Fuck you. you <laughs> <country veg. laughs>
1: soup wars. <laughs> <laughs> so he suits up and... Um david and springer discussing the drowned man should he really be sharing uh, information about another case with him that he's got nothing to do with is that how it works is that how police work
0: he just yeah i guess not really because it's not even like stir don't have jurisdiction
1: on earth anyway no because they make a they go to great pains to say that don't they that... yeah
0: yeah that's a good point
1: yeah so they float down a corridor in one of the worst colour separation shots I've seen since nineteen seventies Doctor Who. This is awful. Ah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. And and it's all the more jarring as it we you know, when you put it against all the really good model shots that we've seen, it makes this stuff look even worse. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's very distracting. It is, yeah. It takes you out of it completely, doesn't it? hmm Yeah. Do you think it did at the time as well? Or do you think that's just us looking back on it now? I can't imagine this looked good even then.
0: Yeah, I can't think so. Because it's not even like... If you think about 2001, which is, you know, 60s, is yeah. 100 times better than this, which is 20 years later.
1: Yeah, and in, and if this was 87 and something like in America we had Battlestar Galactica, which was 1980.
0: Yeah, I think we would have gone, oh, God, British shows.
1: Yeah, I think we, I think we probably did. Yeah, probably did. So the spacewalk starts, and they tell the delegate that he needs to return within 15 minutes or they'll run out of oxygen. And they don't get a reply. And suddenly, we get alarms as it looks like another suit failure is happening. Mm. And then we see him floating away into space. We do? Yeah, he's dead. He's dead, yeah. We don't see what happened, though. Well, they don't go get him, they just leave him. You know. just leaving. Yeah. They just leave him. Yeah. him anyway, did they? No. So we cut to a shuttle flying spring back to Earth. And we hear a news report saying that due to the delegate's death, the future of space travel is in jeopardy. It's typical really, isn't it? I mean you kill as many blokes as you like, but as soon as a politician gets it, it's meltdown time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing no, I'm doing political stuff now.
0: Is that what we're moving on to? We're doing political yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Political.
1: I'm going yeah. I'm gonna slowly try and slip it
0: in. Oh, yeah, that's what you've been saying for years.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna be successful with this one.
0: All right, good luck. Yeah, yeah. My, my yeah. thoughts are with you. Thank you, thank you. Just my thoughts.
1: Thinking about that, I don't actually want your thoughts with me. You don't? No, because I, I have a... It won't help you anyway? No, I have an odd suspicion of what actually goes on in your head, and I don't really want to... You don't you know, want to know what goes in my I, head. I don't, no, not when you put it like that, I don't. <laughs> Jeez, you know, you're going to scare everyone off.
2: <laughs>
1: so Spring's suddenly shocked to hear that the newscaster... Uh, he's talking about the fact that uh, he's now in charge of the investigation and that he's going to kick ass right yeah is this Sky News do you reckon <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> no 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 it's, it's Fox isn't it That's yeah it, it is isn't. for us yeah yeah yeah. so cut to Spring and he's in his superiors office again and he wants Spring to do the job and he tells him that he's got no choice in the matter he's got to be the Star Cop commander yep so back How on are you the station fast to do a job you don't want to do yeah what's it like, Colin I <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> no know yeah, very good <laughs> good answer, so back on the station, David's told that he has to report to Spring, and the crewman tells David that Spring was like a hard man, the kind that'll knock out your teeth and then kick you in the stomach for mumbling. <laughs> like it, yeah, I thought of you
0: what <laughs> on me. I'm a gentle soul.
1: Are you? A a what soul? Gentle. All right.
0: Not gentile.
1: (laughs) But you are, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Unless unless you've, you know, you've converted over the years, and you never told me. I have to Satanism. Sorry, I'm not sure. What the fuck's going on? (laughs) She's not sure about that one, Colin. She doesn't believe you. You didn't even say anything. I know. There's a ghost in the machine tonight. I think. Wow. Yeah. That was very good timing, though. It's better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so David and Spring are having a discussion about spacesuits in Spring's uh, in Spring's home. So he's he's flown down to him. Yeah, there seems to be like it's it seems very it's quite easy to go backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's it? easier
0: than for me to get into the city.
1: Yeah, look, it seems that way, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And uh, it's also quite confusing the way that they keep cutting backwards and forwards to everything. And sometimes, as I say, people are there, then they're there again, then they're back there. And...
0: Yeah, it, it's like everything's scientifically almost factual in the how difficult life is in space, except for how quickly they can just go back and forth between Earth and the space stations.
1: Yeah, I think I think narratively as well, it's almost like there were extra scenes between the scenes that they they've cut out. Well, maybe, yeah. You know? But David feels a bit defensive and um, he starts throwing computer statistics at Spring, but Spring's more concerned about people's attitudes and he smells corruption somewhere. He smells corruption everywhere. Well, that corruption, it does get everywhere. It does, yeah. And when it gets everywhere, it smells. Too true. (laughs) Right on, brother. (laughs) (laughs) So, So Spring puts David at ease reassuring him that he's not being blamed for what's happened with the delegate because he thinks that he's going to get blamed for it, doesn't he? Yeah, he
0: thinks that's why he was called down to earth.
1: And they talk about how David uh, ended up a Star Cop after resigning from NASA, apparently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Did you say that that in, did you? No. It's news to me. When you hire me, I go deep. Well,
0: only about two inches.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, if I put the effort in.
0: Yeah, and the extensions.
1: (laughs) The extensions, wow. (laughs) So Spring thinks that someone is killing people and trying to make it look like the suits are failing. Really? Yeah, he's quick, he's good. He's quick, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So Leia, back at the uh, world's worst restaurant, his girlfriend is um, convinced that, or she she suggests that someone is doing it to uh, get the contract away from the Russians. Mm-hmm. Should he really be discussing all this with his girlfriend as well? I I
0: wondered that, but on the other hand... if you're In a crowded
1: a, restaurant, though.
0: If you're a copper... Well, it's not that crowded, is it? It's only three extras. Um, <laughs> if you're a copper and you're married, oh, you've got a girlfriend, you're probably going to talk about your job to a certain extent. You think so? Also, it would be kind of a boring scene if they just sat there in silence,
1: cutting up peas. Well, I mean not to take anything away from the actress because it's more a comment on the character, but she's got no reason to be in it anyway. Really. Well, and she quickly disappears from the show. She's got nothing to do, has she?
0: No, no. She's there so that he can talk to somebody who's not connected yeah.
1: to the job. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the equivalent of the, the assistant asking, asking the doctor what, should we, what we should do next or what's happening, isn't it? Yes. So she uh, also suggests that it could be a political thing which gets him thinking, doesn't it? He starts Mm. thinking about that. And he then tells her about being on the shortlist for the space job. And before getting a TV, wheeled out to him so that that he can listen to the news in front of her. This guy's amazing, isn't he?
0: (laughs) I just like the way he's like, excuse me, excuse me, uh, TV please. And then the waitress, she just like wheels over this black and white TV. (laughs) <laughs> on this trolley pulls it up alongside him and he watches it for like i don't know five seconds for the news reports and then he's mm-hmm. like excuse me excuse me wheel it away <laughs> and she has to <laughs> wheel it away from him
1: well they know him though don't they he's clearly there all the time so
0: yeah but just leave i don't know it just seemed weird that the poor waitress has to lug this tv around
1: this portable tv this mini tv huge as well isn't it You in the back on it Oh,
0: yeah. It's massive. (laughs) That's why it's on a trolley. It's not like she could pick it up and carry it over.
1: Yeah. Apparently in 2027, flat screens are going to go out again. And what what we're going to get is massive boxes.
0: Yeah, we're going to go back to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that.
0: I know. I like them. Yeah, so do I. I've still got one. I saw one in the street the other day. I was so tempted. (laughs) 27-inch Sony Triniton.
1: I was like, really? oh,
0: yeah, I was like, oh, my God, if I get some old game consoles like a Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. they'd look excellent on those old TVs. Yeah, because
1: they always play, they they never look right, do they? Right, so
0: I was, like, so tempted. But the trying to get a 27-inch Sony into my apartment would be impossible. I have nothing to put it on. I won't be able to carry
1: it. It's worse than trying to get a dead hooker out of your apartment, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're funny. <laughs> Yeah, we all know. Um, speaking of old TVs, just as an aside, <laughs> I you know, just what, said like... old hookers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, do you have with TVs.
1: No, I've still got your uh, your old portable television that you uh, gave me before you cleared off to the states. Wait, which one was that? The um, white one? No, no, no. It was a black one with a remote control. Oh,
2: yeah. Can I you can I have
1: it? it? Yeah. Can I have it back? no
2: <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> you gave it to me it still yeah, works everything i just lent it to you <laughs> no 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 actually in all fairness it, it, it's now owned by my son he has it in his bedroom so gosh so you mm. passed something on yeah something
0: something <laughs> that's now curable with penicillin
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so i'd let you know you know oh, nice so it, when you visit and you see it you're not having it back so. okay so uh, the report on the news tells him that the person in charge of checking the delegates space suit is being charged with murder um murder by negligence as well apparently yeah is that a thing um let's find out when grenfell comes through See, now you're talking politics from current politics oh right? yeah it doesn't work All right, forget it um
0: brand you're off brand. hold on hold on um oh here we we'll go fi- come on we'll find out when those titanic people are done <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, now we're going a bit too far back. <laughs> too <I>? far. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out when who killed Kane when all that comes out, won't we? Eh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those people who made sure that Amelia Earhart's plane was all functioning properly.
1: <laughs> you know, she got beamed up by aliens, don't you? She didn't. And all right. <laughs> you say that? That's an opinion.
2: Uh, no.
1: Okay. No. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> It's only a fact if you want it to be. That's the way I live my life. So, yeah, so she's going to be charged with murder by negligence, and apparently she could be executed, so the death penalty is back in force. In the UK, yeah, for for negligence. To be honest with you, though, the way it's going, you can see it happening, can't you? That's true, yeah. (laughs) So the dinner ends badly. Yeah. And uh, there's a hint that he's starting to come round to the idea of being a star cop, isn't he? Yeah, to get away from her well yeah i mean she's always moaning yeah so more we get more space walking with david and spring and he says he's feeling sick he's walking very lethargically he he hasn't got a
0: <sighs>
1: spring in his step yeah so david asks him oh are you feeling sick and he says no i always go this color when i'm having fun yeah i do that's the color i go you see it now right well mild green
0: yeah mild green
1: yeah, you look you you look very uh, very well. Thanks. <laughs> That's a very strange <laughs> compliment, I'll Blue. So suddenly we're back inside, and Spring is um, consulting the computer about anyone connected with spacesuit tech, and he starts scanning material about extreme groups. Yeah, like we've all done. Uh, we've all done that, haven't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like um, Fuzzbox. What? They're an extreme group. I've got a fuzz box and I know how to use it.
1: Well, on brand again.
0: Which is a lengthy name for a band. It is. I'm glad, I'm glad they cut it just a fuzz box.
1: It's like they might be giants.
0: No, no, it's not. Quite That's lot. shorter. No, it's still shorter. It's longish. Well, just because they're giants doesn't make the title long.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there were no, there's not, it's not like, aha, is it? That's really sharp. So spring has a hunch.
0: Again, another <laughs> <Yeah>. one.
1: <laughs> it's growing. He, he needs to see a doctor. I know, he should do. He, um, he has a hunch about people from other stations and ask, um, he asks Box to share his info with all the cops on all the other stations. So he's kind of setting a, a little bit of a trap here, isn't he? He is. So David asks for a security system check. A <clears throat> Spring asks the computer for more info. Now, this section was... Um, it's not really riveting television, was it? A man talking to a computer. Because this scene's quite long. It does, yeah. It's not the best. So then we cut to Spring and David at either end of the of the space station corridor, don't they? And we got more more of that bad chroma key stuff. Is this the is this the scene with the Superman joke? Yeah, they talk about Magnificent Seven and Superman, don't they? Yeah. And mm. then he's
0: like, "Have you seen Superman?" And then floats away, exactly not like Superman, because in <laughs> Superman he looked good, <laughs> even though Superman was about fifteen years earlier.
1: Ah, they could be talking about Superman 4 because then it didn't look good.
0: Oh yeah, okay. That's all right. What Quest for Peace?
1: Yeah, Quest for Peace. Okay. We should that do that. That makes sense. One. We should, yeah. There is this because you've watched further on. I know you've have you watched more than the episode that you are going to talk about? Bits and pieces, yeah. They talk about the fact that he's a film buff. Right, yeah. Do they does that ever come up again? Yeah. It does. All right, that's yeah. good then. That's good to yeah. know. So Spring goes out on a spacewalk with lots of heavy breathing going on inside that spacesuit as well.
0: I always like to heavy breathe inside my spacesuit.
1: You just heavy breathe, don't you? Well, that's true. I don't need the spacesuit. I I thought you had an injunction against it these days, though. You're not allowed to do it anymore, are you? Uh, I've got a spray. (laughs) Oh, right, okay. (laughs) And um, he asks David to watch out for anyone else approaching him while he's out there, doesn't he? Mm Mm-hmm, he does so david asks him how's it look out there top of the world ma he says i quite like that that you, re- that you put that in there yeah it's good mm-hmm. And suddenly david realizes that his annoying crewman who's been next to him the entire time who's the whatever he is the traffic controller or whatever the one that's that, what the, they,
0: that's what they call him right traffic controller
1: right? Yeah. yeah that he must have known when anyone else was outside and nearby yeah because he's the traffic controller exactly i I was thinking, couldn't he just look out the window? I mean, there's great big windows all around them, isn't there? I guess so. Yeah. Maybe it's hard to see things in space. Because it's so dark? Yeah. All right. Okay, we'll go with that then. It did take him long enough to realise that this bloke was a bit dodgy, though, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Not the Mm. greatest
1: detective. No, no, no. But then again, none of them are.
0: (laughs) Really, are they? (laughs) No. Less Sherlock Holmes. More dander.
1: Very good. So, outside, two space-suited people approach Spring from behind. And the Wait. music suddenly uh, it kicks into a jaunty prog uh, tune, doesn't it? At yeah, the, point.
0: the music's out of place in most of the circumstances we we're witnessing.
1: Yeah. So, David confronts the crewman, who holds a gun to his head. And outside, Spring struggles with his attackers. And the crewman starts to do that, uh, that Bond villain thing, doesn't he? Where he starts to give away his entire plan. He does, yes. And he takes gun, uh, David at gunpoint to an earlock, and his plan is to force David to suit up, and then go outside, and that his friends will kill him, and that'll get blamed on the suit problem mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yep. And suddenly, a nearby floating spacesuit comes to life, and it's it's Spring, and somehow he's gotten back inside.
0: Does it spring to
1: life? So Spring hits the crewman, knocking him out. And we get an exterior shot of the other two killers who are just floating around outside. So he's obviously taking them out as well.
0: Yeah, he has with... Uh... Oh, he tells us what he uses. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, he uses. He used a uh, um, medical laser. That's it. That scene in a minute that we get to where he's explaining to David how he managed to flush out the bad guys with his spacewalk and that he took them out with his medical laser. It's a bit clunky, isn't it? It's
0: like trying to wrap it up in as quickly as possible. Yeah,
1: does the job, I suppose. It does. Would have been nice to actually see him do it, though, wouldn't it? The one point in the episode where we could have had a bit of something happening, and they choose not to show it. It's all off screen.
0: They want you to feel the surprise that uh, Faroe feels. Mm. Yeah, I suppose.
1: So on the news, it's later, and it's revealed that members of a multinational have been arrested in connection with the delegate's murder. Mm-hmm and that Spring is now tipped to be the new leader of the Star Cops. So back on Earth, and Spring's in his superior's office again, and he's wearing a lovely black suit and a cream rain Mac. You're going to wear that, aren't you? I do, I especially the Mac. I, yeah. I love a Mac. I know you do. Mm. <laughs> and he tells him that uh, he still doesn't want the job, but uh, he's told on no uncertain terms that he either takes it or he just goes. Mm-hmm. and it's revealed that brian remember brian
0: yeah the guy who was asleep on the riverbank
1: yeah he solved the case of the drone man and apparently the wife paid to have him murdered and that brian's now been promoted and he's got spring's old job yeah and i assume she used the clocks the antique timepieces to pay for the killer yes yeah but it, again it's all it's all off screen isn't it yeah, we well, you have to think about this. You have to play detective
0: to watch the detective show. Okay.
1: So Spring's now got no choice, and as the jaunty music starts again, that's the end of the pilot of Star Cops.
0: There is, but there's a line I like where um, the commander is telling Nathan that the Russians aren't happy with you, and the Americans aren't too overjoyed with you either. And Nathan says, well, it's hard to tell them apart. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very, very topical.
1: It is, it is. There's there's a lot about this that is very forward thinking and yeah. very a lot of it seems very relevant, but then they spoil it with certain aspects.
0: They do, yeah. So the next episode we're going to look at is episode seven: a double life. Do you know about those kind of things then? A double life? Yeah. I don't even manage a single life.
1: <laughs> Just keep it linear. You'll know what you're doing. Okay.
0: So we're not on a space station at this point. Nathan is now based on the moon. Mm-hmm. This took uh, me by
1: surprise. Yeah, and I
0: think um, my guess is that it's to do with the ridiculous weightlessness that they were trying to do, because we didn't mention it, but David Calder's weightlessness is really weird because he seems to lose control of his body. He thinks that <laughs> weightlessness is where you just you you flail backwards and they're like, whoa, I can't... But I've seen astronauts on space stations and they don't lose control of their bodies
1: maybe he was trying to do that thing that he he's it's so new to him that he he, he doesn't know what he's doing
0: right but it, it looks silly let's be honest it does look silly and it yeah.
1: and it can you imagine trying to keep that up exactly every, every episode and keep
0: having to do the wire work all the time yeah so i think they moved it to the moon for a reason mm-hmm mm-hmm right so in this, the camera pans down through different levels in what looks like a storage hold, and we can hear a piano being played. Mm-hmm. And we see drawers that look like the ones you'd find in a mug.
1: Yeah, but these ones are uh, held by bits of string, aren't they? I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, someone comes and opens one. Okay. And it's just held by a piece of string. Ah, he looks at this far
0: more detail than I did. I did, yeah. So we cut to the Albert Hall on Earth, and there's a a pianist giving a performance. A what? A pianist it was going to be at first. All right. (laughs) A pianist.
1: I had one of them earlier.
0: It's funny, because I've got in parentheses, Paul will insert joke here. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) I genuinely do.
1: It's nice to know that you know when I'm going to insert it. Yeah. Moo lube.
0: And as the music continues, we cut back to Moon base. A figure is looking for a certain draw. When he finds the right draw, he tries different cards to open it. And throughout this, we keep intercutting to the piano performance. What's with the weird back projection?
1: Uh, I mean, he's clearly not in the real Albert Hall. Right, right. So they had and to back and we, get, we get a weird shot of like the, the crowd watching it. Yeah. Which is all fake.
0: Well, maybe that's how how crowds are at the Albert Hall in 2027, the fake.
1: Are the crowds fake or is the pianist fake? Ooh, we'll find out. We will. Or not, because it's a stupid question.
0: (laughs) The figure gets the drawer open and takes something from it, but he's disturbed by someone approaching. and unseen runs away, but leaves the door of the drawer open. The door of the drawer. Where did he go with the embryo? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just rhyming. He's now. rapping again.
2: <laughs> 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 well, you uh, were really
1: serious about this rapping career, weren't you? I know, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Snuggles
0: C dub <laughs> whatever it was I can't remember.
1: See <laughs> <laughs> <The> previous episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a woman in a medical outfit discovers the open door and on earth the piano concerto finishes to a rousing applause. hmm So now we cut to Two stir cups checking for prints, and this is Colin Devis and Anna Shao.
1: And these are the stereotypes that we were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah, because she's Japanese and she's mm-hmm. got um, chopsticks holding her hair back. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> terrible. Is that a thing? I have seen people use chopsticks okay. to hold, but it
1: just seems a little off o- on the nose yeah just a touch right isn't at one point she's wearing an actual um headband with a japanese flag on it yeah well they've yeah. got
0: they've got japanese flags on their overalls not all of right. them obviously because that'd be weird just the people mm-hmm. are from japan other people have their own country's flags on
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: i'm glad i'm glad you elaborated yeah they've all got <laughs>
0: japanese flags on so Nathan arrives and asks what they've got and they tell him a time lock was sprung and that there are embryos are missing Specimens, which are Italian spacemen Specimens, Nope. Okay Oh my god <laughs>
1: you, You're proud of yourself, aren't you? Yeah, love that yeah. joke <laughs> No, I, I'd be proud of myself as well Thank you <laughs> Can I just say, this Moonbase set, it's not giving Moonbase Alpha a run for its money much, is it, really? No, but if you, you've you
0: been watching Space 1999 recently, the sets in that are blooming amazing, right? They're massive. They are.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's not giving it a run for its money at all in terms of moon bases, is no,
0: it? No, no, no. This is like tiny corridors, and basically I'm assuming that the set is no bigger
1: than what the camera is showing. Pretty much, yeah. yeah and those there's... computers, Commodore 64s, that they've got?
0: I don't think they're that fancy. <laughs> Amstrad's.
1: Yeah, they may well be. I think
0: they have got the tight decks on the end, actually. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So Nathan wonders, is stealing embryos clusters abduction? It's never happened before, nobody knows. And he asks who the mother is. It turns out to be Chamsia Asadi, And for some reason, Nathan isn't happy to hear that name. And he immediately orders Moonbase to be shut down. Mm-hmm. We cut to a guy with a briefcase running down a corridor and he starts to change his uniform when he realises the doors are locked. It turns out that Asadi, the mother of the embryos, is rich and powerful
1: and is from the Middle East. Oh, she's from the Middle East all right, isn't she?
0: Yeah, we're getting another stereotype here.
1: Yeah, yeah. That bloody music that we get like... (laughs) The drums. Yeah. (laughs) We'll Uh, save it. We'll save
0: it till we get there, but my God. Her family has donated money to Moonbase, so she's very important. Nathan shuts down different areas of Moonbase, and we cut to him with Aserdi and Dr. Alexander Krivenko. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex is the commander of Moonbase. hmm And they're all watching a ransom video, and the kidnapper wants $50 million for the return of the embryos. And Aserdi is angry at the lack of security on Moonbase.
1: Well, there's no other people on Moonbase apart from the people that we see.
0: That's true. It's very quiet, empty...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've only got two rooms.
0: That's true. And a corridor.
1: And a corridor, yeah. Don't forget mm-hmm. that. It's
0: important because we're going to see it now. All right, go. Go. The thief, or kidnapper as the case may be, reaches a security checkpoint controlled by Anna. He quickly subdues her by spraying a knockout drug into her face. Back in the control center, Devis and Kenzie meet her again. You mentioned mm-hmm. her earlier. She's now like a major character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately
2: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm
1: took the words right out of my mouth i think someone should have taken the words out of her mouth
0: yeah they should have toned down her character a bit at one point she says ripper (laughs) she's she's more australian than a kangaroo all right she's more australian than a boomerang
1: she's more australian than crocodile dundee she's more australian than rolf harris oh never mind forget that he that shall not be named Davis and
0: Kenzie are trying to reach Anna through the comm system, but she's not answering. Mm-hmm. Davis reluctantly goes down to investigate. Nathan and Alex are searching through the corridors, and Nathan says is actually right. Security on Moonbase moon base is pretty terrible.
1: Well, because there isn't any.
0: Yeah, because they're all just them for. Mm. Meanwhile, Davis finds Anna knocked out. The kidnapper has got away.
1: What do you think of this uh, actress, by the way? In a, in a in a in a group of piss poor actors, she's a... she's actually the one of the few that has
0: a, a film background. Hmm. Um. So she's slightly better than the others, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But but all that's that's like poor.
2: that's
1: like that's like comparing a, a turd with one of those turds that they used to spray with the uh, white stuff back in the, back in the eighties. They used
0: to spray turds in white stuff in the 80s. Yeah, you
1: know, and you used to get dog poo and they used to spray it with white stuff.
0: You don't remember that? Wait, that's why they were white? Because people were spraying it? Yeah,
1: they used to spray it with this stuff that would like make it degrade, didn't they? I didn't know I'm sure those. that's a thing. I'm sure that's a thing.
0: I mean, yes, people talk about, you know, usually, what's that comedian who talks about this kind of thing? Peter Kay. Peter Kay. He talks about... Such things as dog poo being white back in the eighties, but I didn't know people were going around spraying it.
1: I'm sure that I'm sure that that was a thing that they used to spray dog poo. You're not confusing it with a Banksy. Well, you don't see you don't see it anymore, do you? No, so, you wh- don't. So why would if it was a natural um, you know thing? Why would dog poo suddenly stop going white? I don't
0: know. It's a good point. Who was spraying it?
2: <laughs>
1: I think it was just general street. People, but... <laughs> street urchins, <laughs> were you Victorian all of a sudden? No, well, you know, no, like people employed so to, you know, people poo. people were
0: employed to spray dog poo
1: white. Well, well, whoever it was, then they obviously the budgets don't stretch to them anymore. So you know, council budgets don't right. stretch to dog poo sprayers anymore, do they?
0: no I can't imagine why neither can i sounds like a vitally important part of the community
1: it does it does although you know you don't really see dog poo anymore either do you it was a very 70s thing that's because
0: no one could in the 70s now people pick
1: it up well most some people not everybody yeah yeah so that's why they don't they don't need the sprayers anymore okay i'm sure it was a thing i'm sure our listeners will will tell us if i'm wrong they like to do that
0: (laughs) interesting all right, where were we before we started talking about dog poo sprayers? Uh,
1: I think, I th- well, we started off talking about um, oh, this, like, uh, this like actress, like actress and then ended yeah. up talking about dog shit. So yeah. that <laughs> no, tells you that. you need to know, doesn't it? No, I
0: think she's better than some of the others. She is,
1: she is. She's, she's definitely better than uh, the, um, the Australian. Yes, absolutely. And I think she's better than the person
0: playing Colin Davis, too
1: he's a legend
0: okay I take it back he's amazing
1: he's not okay. he's just in a lot of things but he's not
0: so later when anna has recovered they are doing the worst photo fit i've ever seen
1: <laughs> this computer is amazing <laughs> it's like make the nose wider the <laughs> <laughs> anna
0: is still feeling the effects of the spray and she's upset for not remembering correctly thoreau mm-hmm. tells her to go and get some sleep and Davis says, Yeah, build your strength up. Next time, maybe he won't get away so easily. So he's quite a dick, really.
1: He is, he is. And, and well, I mean, uh, he, he had a moment with her earlier where he said, um, They were talking about the embryos being stolen. And she said, he says to her, Oh, you're a woman. How do you think she feels? Yeah. Mm.
0: So she leaves. Kenzie and Thoreau told Davis to knock it off. Davis says, You knew Anna was too fragile for this kind of work. Farrell says she joined up whether you like it or not. Now shut up and get back to work. You'd love to say that to someone, wouldn't you? Yeah, you. (laughs) (laughs) During the podcast. (laughs) Asadi is annoyed by the cop's lack of progress and she wants to return home. Nathan tries to talk her out of it, but she has no faith in them and is determined to leave. After she's gone, Alex tells Nathan that politically and financially, they need her money. Annoying her could be the end of both their careers. Mm Mm-hmm. When Asadi gets to Earth, she receives a video from the kidnapper who is annoyed there's no money being transferred. And he destroys one of the embryos to show her he means business.
1: There's a lot of things going on here. For a start, this this set is it just a restaurant set redressed?
0: I believe so, yeah, with some yeah. drums in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and it's kind of like it's an alien planet. It actually reminded me of something from Star Trek. Oh, okay. The, the way that they the way that they treat these and quote-unquote, I'm using the term that they use in, in the episode, Arabs. Right, yeah. Right? They treat them as though they're some sort of alien species that that are so different to us that we can't really understand their terms and customs, don't they? Yeah. And then you get that bloody bongo <laughs> music in the background every time it cuts to them. Yeah. Every it's, time.
0: It's uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Later Nathan talks to Anna. She's confused because she thinks the man she saw looks like James Bannerman, a famous concert pianist, but I can't be. Why would a famous pianist do this? It's just not logical. Well, Nathan, never one for following logic, he prefers human instinct, wants Mm -hmm. to check it out. He brings up a picture of Bannerman and sure enough Anna confirms it does look like the kidnapper. When he trawls through Bannerman's background, he comes up with that Bannerman's father was a geneticist who got a lot of money from people, including Asserted's father, for performing dubious genetics work. Now, when a moratorium was called on those experiments, it turns out that he had spent all the money already but couldn't deliver on his promises. Asserted's father is believed to have had the geneticist murdered. A possible motive could be that Bannerman seeks revenge.
1: I'm not too sure about his uh, Japanese pronunciation. Are you? Oh, what does he say? I can't remember. He he walks into the room and he says to her, and, I, and I'm going to say it the way that he says it, okay? Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah.
1: He says, "Konichiwana."
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound right.
1: It, I, I guarantee you it's not right. No, it's not. <laughs> I believe it's not. <laughs> because Kon-i-chi-wa. she says it back to him and she says it properly. She says, Konichiwa. Mm-hmm. But he says Kanichiwana. Hmm. And he looks really pleased with himself when he does it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and doesn't he also say to her because she says that she's feeling um, bad about what happened. You know, she's yeah. blaming herself. And he says to her, I'm not trying to make you feel anything, believe me. It's a weird moment. <laughs> it is a I'm bit sure. weird. What though. does he
0: mean by that?
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to make you feel anything, believe me. But,
0: but if you just come over here and put your hand in my pocket uh. <laughs> <sighs> how many times have you been reported to hr <laughs> we cut to bannerman playing piano at his home on earth and detective superintendent Thoreau turns up Thoreau asks bannerman if he's ever been to the moon bannerman denies it and he's angry that there's been a policeman outside his home all day not a very good policeman if this pianist recognizes there's a copper outside
1: that's true. And this set, this is the one that looks like, so. it looks like something from, from Emu's world, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, they are terrible. I, don't know. I mean, obviously they thought, well, this is what people will have in the future.
1: What, really thin cardboard walls and doors? In colours that don't match. <laughs> yeah. Or randomly chosen.
0: And he seems to only have one room. Yes, he does, right? His grand piano's mm. in that one
1: room. <laughs> He's got no other rooms that lead off this room. Nope. Nope. Where's his bed? Does he sleep on the piano?
0: Yeah, why not? Quite comfy, put a blanket on it.
1: You, no, you could lay inside the piano and then pull the top down over the top of you, couldn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, you could. That's a good idea. It's perfect if you're a vampire. Um, which we don't think Bannerman is, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, he's he's his acting would fit right into uh, Twins of Evil. From,
2: yeah, it would. Really.
1: It would. I mean, when um, uh, have we talked about the bad guy yet? We haven't, have we? I'll oh, save okay. it for later. The guy that's actually stolen the embryos.
0: We it. don't really see him yet. Because he's
1: Bannerman. Oh. Yes. And he, he kind of plays it like uh, an old school Doctor Who villain, doesn't he? He's on. All... <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. Well we'll,
0: well, we'll discuss it when we get to it. All right. Go on then. <laughs> so, Pharaoh takes a swab from Bannerman's finger. Mm-hmm. Bannerman insists he be told what's going on, and Fro asks him what he was doing 36 hours ago. Bannerman tells him, Well, he's given a concert in front of hundreds of people. The detective uses the swab to take a chromosome fingerprint and matches it to the one found at Moonbase. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Box wakes up Nathan and puts Fro through. He tells Nathan that the fingerprint is a match. But Nathan knows Bannerman has a solid alibi the concert. He tells Faro to keep Bannerman under house arrest.
1: You really wouldn't want to be under house arrest in that house, would you? It's more like room arrest. Room arrest, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the state of it. You haven't just look at that. or You couldn't go leave it or anything. Well, he
0: lives, though. He must like it. Yeah. You don't
1: it's think the kind of so? Place you, no, it's the kind of place you'd only take if you couldn't find anywhere else.
0: Maybe you can't. Maybe the pay for pianists is not that high in 2027.
1: Maybe pianists are, um, are not very popular. maybe
2: yeah, you I mean, know. the
0: scum
1: of the earth. You've got like earth.
0: journalists, lawyers, then pianists.
1: He's how they've all got signs outside. No yeah.
0: pianists. No pianists. <laughs> That's right, B&Bs.
1: I've had your typing here before. You're not welcome.
0: Yeah, you're in your bloody concertos. Yeah. you twinkly twinkly on your pianos. Yeah, you're always... Pinkerty plunketys Yeah,
1: that as
0: well. I hate it. <laughs> Take your grand pi- They're all walking around with grand pianos and pulling them behind them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're not going to fit that in a case, are you?
0: No, but you'd prefer to live on the moon because the gravity's less. Your piano would weigh less.
1: No, it's worse though because, well, I suppose the moon's all right as long as you're not on a space station because then you've got to put up with the bloody hooks that are attached to you all the time.
0: That's right, carrying around. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to play a piano on the moon anyway. Why not? Imagine being at a party. No atmosphere.
1: Now I've got that Russ Abbott song going around my bloody head again from last week. <laughs> Good. <laughs>
0: from last week.
1: It, it feels like a week.
0: Wait, why did it? It came up in the last podcast.
1: I'm sure it did,
0: didn't it? We talked. No. We talked about Russ no. Abbott. No, we never did.
1: I was we, like, we have, we have was talked like about Russ Abbott months Hab- ago. It all, it all merges into one. <laughs> wow. It literally all merges into one.
0: So we cut to Alex and Nathan arguing. Mm-hmm. Alex wants to pass on the information about Bannerman to Asadi, but Nathan knows something is not right about it, and if Alex passes on the information, then Bannerman will be killed by Asadi's people. Mm-hmm. We cut to drums. Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah. On Earth, Asadi gets a call from Alex. He <laughs> passes on the information. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate wired- Do you hate I always catch him on shit. Mm. I, I bend down to like tie a shoelace and I get up and they're hooked around my knee and they yank out my ears. Uh I'm on a subway train and someone's bag catches on them and pulls them out of my ears.
1: Oh, mm. I the, do you know how many times in, in the nine weeks that I've uh, had my new job I've broken my laminate.
0: You've broken your laminate?
1: Mm. Where have you
0: been putting it? It just keeps getting
1: snagged in things in the night. Women's blouses? <laughs> 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 no. Oh. <laughs> you know you, you you know you've got a box of something on the floor you got to pick it up snags in it and... no i've never broken a single laminate in all oh, the jobs i've ever had which so you never did any work colin that's why
0: i'm just careful
1: you're careful with your laminate
0: i bend with my knees not with my laminates <laughs> <laughs> on earth asadi gets a call from alex he passes on the information to asadi. He tries mm-hmm. to tell her Nathan isn't convinced of Bannerman's guilt, but she doesn't
1: listen. No, because she can't listen because those bloody bongos are in the way <laughs> all the time. Right.
0: Well, maybe then bongos are always in the background of communication calls. God, that would be annoying, wouldn't it? Can
1: you might be yeah. trying to do a podcast with those bongos going around in the background all the time.
0: No worse than bloody airplanes. It's like I was on the middle of a runway. In the rec room on Moonbase, Nathan puts Davis on communications. He wants to know the moment another ransom demand comes through. Now, Davis is confused because he thought they had the guy and that Thoreau was with him on Earth. But Nathan points out that Bannerman was given a concert at the same time as the embryos were stolen. Mm-hmm. Now, this is odd because Nathan doesn't like machines, but then he asks Box the question. He relies on Box quite a lot for a man who doesn't like machines.
1: Yeah, I think there's subtext going on. He actually loves Box, doesn't he? He loves him. puts him on the pillow next to him at night. Well, he does, doesn't he? Kind yeah. of. I mean, he's in the room with him, next to the bed. That's true. Do you have Alexa on the pillow next to you? No, because she, she's not cordless, is she? And, and funnily Wait, enough... which suggests suggest if she was, you would. No, because funnily enough, next to me in the bed is my wife. No, between you, is just Alexa. <laughs> it's whispering, I think, I think we'd be a lot happier if she wasn't there. Yeah. I was just playing the Star Wars theme for no
0: apparent reason. He asks Box the question, how can the same person be in two different places at the same time? Mm -hmm. Box replies, pass. See, Box is learning from Nathan.
1: Yes, yes. It's what you were talking about earlier, isn't it? It's kind of clued into his brainwaves in a way, isn't
0: it? So Nathan goes into more detail. And he says, Mm -hmm. like, I have first-hand identification and genetic evidence that Bannerman was somewhere he says he wasn't. How is this possible? Perhaps he has a twin, jokes Davis. Oh, this sparks a theory, but Box says there's no medical records confirming this. Is that what he did? <laughs> Which he bit... went,
1: oh. <laughs> 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 To be honest with you, it was a lot more entertaining than the <laughs> episode. It was, it was better acting than that. It was, yeah. I, I actually believed it. Yeah. All right.
0: uh, back on Earth, Detective Thoreau is still babysitting Bannerman, and Bannerman's livid about missing the concert. Mm-hmm. And feroz sees a picture of Bannerman's mother, and asks Bannerman to tell him about her, and that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. No, it's just a way of ending the scene for some it reason.
1: It is. It's like one of our jokes.
0: feroz sees a picture of Bannerman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could just imagine him going and cut, beautiful, <laughs> excellent. That's a wrap. Move the cameras. Change this mm-hmm. back into the
1: restaurant. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh. They don't need the restaurant anymore now because he's, he's got rid of the girlfriend. Oh,
0: that's right. You don't see it ever again.
1: No, it has been replaced with the bongos. That's right.
0: Ah, yeah. oh, I hate being replaced by the bongos. That sounds painful. It does, yeah. 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 Especially right. plural.
1: <laughs> you want to... Oh, no. A, grub, no. a good don't. handful of bongos. Yeah, you were worried. I, what I was going to say there, no? <laughs> I actually like that film, A Handful of Bongos. Is that isn't that one of Elvis's films? It is. Yeah, it
0: came yeah. after Clambake.
1: Ah, Clambake and a handful of bongos. A handful of bongos.
0: Beautiful mm-hmm. film. It's one where he really got to show his acting skills and bongo ability.
1: Well, he was. He, he you know he was always uh, looked down upon for that, wasn't he? The his bongo. bongo ability. Oh, the yeah. bongo. Ability. Yeah,
0: he was. He was, but he proved them wrong. He did. He did. Yeah, and then he, and then he died. He did yeah,
1: whilst playing the bongo,
0: I believe, on the toilet, <laughs> on oh, the toilet, while eating a burger, playing bongos. I hope Elvis fans don't listen to this because it's quite disrespectful.
1: It is, but you know he's Elvis.
0: Wasn't he bongo it. the name of a character from um, what was that show? The people in suits. When we were kids, people oh, in suits. God. No, it was an American show, I think, and it had a cartoon in the middle of it.
1: Banana Splits?
0: Banana Splits. Wasn't Bongo in the Banana Splits? I think he may well have been, yes.
1: Okay. Let's I so say yes, he was, and then people will tell us.
0: Alright, so when Elvis was playing the Bongos, he was playing mm-hmm. that Bongo. Not he, the drums.
1: What? He was playing the, that Bongo from Banana Splits? Yes. Minus the suit?
0: Yeah, it was suited up sometimes depending if it was a friday or not
1: oh right okay all right was it like bongo's backstory then was it is that what it was
0: yes that was his uh origin story ah so it was like a prequel to the band yep, yep
1: yep oh, so I, I knew this i never asked imdb this i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it'd be completely wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right should we go back to the film yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, TV show? I don't even know what I'm watching now.
1: Yeah, I'm not watching a film of this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On Moonbase, Nathan is listening to an opera performed by Bannerman's mother. hmm. Now, Kenzie enters and Nathan runs through the details of the case with her. He wonders if Bannerman's father, being a geneticist, created a second embryo of his son. Mm hmm. If this copy does exist, then he would have to have an education and there must be a record that the geneticist paying for the school kenzie offers to look it up but nathan says he'll do it kenzie gets annoyed nathan is always doing things alone and then he relents and lets her do it and this scene is one of the problems i have with the show as Mm -hmm. a whole but maybe i'll talk about that in the summary okay meanwhile the bannerman clone because nathan is actually right is making another ransom video and killing one more embryo
1: yeah, and they do it very dramatically, don't they? He dips uh, it into acid, I presume. Yeah, and it fizzes. That's why I did that dramatic voice. Uh, it it just looks like he's melting chocolate, doesn't
0: it? <laughs> well, it does. I'd be disappointed <laughs> if he's just had a fondue. i
1: <laughs> <laughs> just like...
2: <clears throat> I'd, <clears throat> I'd love oh, a
1: fondue. Yeah, yeah, with some marshmallows. Absolutely. I'd dip my marshmallows in there. Oh, I bet you would. I'm owning it. I told you. I don't know. My marshmallows and I'm sticking
0: with it. You stick with your marshmallows. Oh, I am. Trust me. Back at communications, Devis thinks this is a waste of time. He doesn't think there's going to be another ransom video because, you know, they have the guy. But then, mm-hmm. look so lordy, he picks up the ransom video. He does, doesn't he?
1: And, and she's eating a, um, a chocolate bar, isn't she?
0: Oh, not one of them that the uh, clone is uh, melting. On his fondue set. <laughs> that would be weird.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't you don't see a lot of chocolate bar acting anymore, do you? What well, acting from chocolate bars? Yeah, you don't <laughs> see it Admi- anymore.
0: Admittedly, the chocolate bar is the best actor in that room.
1: It, it is, and and if we saw more of it, it'd be sweet. Holy fucking Christ!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> what?
0: I can't believe you. And it's probably bitter chocolate.
1: <laughs> is this what we're doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah you stared at it. <laughs> well, you know, they are in space. So, you know, galaxy. Mars bar. Mars bar. <laughs> so we're just going to run them off now. <laughs> this is it for the next, rest of the podcast.
0: But then that's pretty much it. Milky Way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're done
0: that's it we're done
1: i don't know i think if we carried on it'll be bountiful
0: you don't miss a twix do you
1: <laughs> no you're just maltese me
0: you just turn on a dime don't you
1: we're gonna run out of uh chocolate bars eventually you know
0: yeah eventually you need to stop snickering
1: <laughs> do you know what you need for that one yeah you need a gold star bar
0: i don't even know what that chocolate is and quite frankly you sound like a bit of a flake
1: yeah, and you're reveling in it, aren't you? No, i was just thinking about this entire segment that we've been doing. You know, it's um, it's pure quality street, isn't it? Look at you, you smarty. <laughs> mm-mm. No, that was a stretch. I, didn't, oh. I couldn't even say it, could I? I had to just go, mm-mm.
0: Oh, that's what you were doing, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, you've run out. I guess I'm the hero.
1: You know what, If we don't, if we, we need to stop it, because if we don't nip this in the bud soon, it's going to snowball. Wait, that's a chocolate? Yeah, it's snowball. It's a, like a tea cake with frosting over it. You mean oh. you don't remember snowballs?
0: <laughs> no, not unless I was stood outside in the winter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I <was> sat there <laughs> chewing, chewing on an actual snowball. <laughs> mm, this is good, isn't it?
0: I was talking about my cold testicles.
1: No, I haven't munched on those either. No, to be honest. No. <laughs> yeah, snowballs a thing. All <laughs> right. To be honest with you, we need to hurry up because it's going to be tea time soon, and I need some cake. Tea cake. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think we've uh, done enough chocolate jokes. I feel like we've run a marathon.
1: <laughs> oh, that was retrospection, wasn't it? <laughs> it yeah. Was yes. Uh, mm. See. Although yeah. technically you've already done Snickers, and it's kind of the same thing.
0: No, 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 definitely.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, I'll let you win. Otherwise, you'll just keep going, won't you? Ooh, celebration! Oh my god! <laughs> all right, all right, you you can have that one. Yeah, that's a
0: good one. To finish. All right, out, let's right. take a
1: time out. All right. Ah. Oh, no. Oh. Be- because because if we don't stop soon, you're going to be started doing a twirl. So welcome to the the pun podcast.
0: PUNCAST.
1: Uncast. What were we talking
0: about? <laughs> we have no idea.
1: Star Cops. There we go. Oh yeah,
0: Star Cops.
1: Star cops. Uh. Chocolate Bear acting. That's where it started. <laughs> yeah, that's <great. laughs>
0: That's where we were. About <laughs> the chocolate bear being the best actor in the room. Back at communications, Davis thinks this is a waste of time. He doesn't think there's going to be another Ransom video because they have the guy. But then... He picks up the ransom video. Also, Kenzie finds the school information. The geneticist did pay for an education for somebody who is not Bannerman, but looks exactly like him. Nathan tells Davis to contact Faroe, but Davis says, oh, there's an illegal jamming device around the house. They can't get through to Faroe. Nathan's concerned and tells Davis to give the order to go into the building. But Davis is worried about this because they don't have any authority on Earth nathan mm-hmm. pushes the order he'll take any fallout mm-hmm. on earth and in the house bannerman sees the policeman outside has gone he mentions it to pharaoh who finds that strange the doorbell mm. sounds mm. it's too late to be a visitor you what was funny about the doorbell sounding
1: no it wasn't that i'm thinking about what's gonna happen next <laughs> okay he
0: reaches for his gun the door is kicked open pharaoh is knocked out and Bannerman is rendered unconscious and bundled away by three men dressed in black.
1: Did you notice that when they kicked the door in that the, the entire set nearly fell down? Yeah, well, they're very strong, these people. Oh, is that what it is? They're superhuman? They, they're metahumans. Oh, wow, okay, I didn't realise that. I just thought the walls were made out of cardboard. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that, yeah. yeah. Why, did, why did one of the ninja people jump down the stairs with, <laughs> with his arms in the air?
0: because that's what ninja people do.
1: Oh, is it? You're, you, you know this for a fact, do you? Your your extensive ninja training that you've had? No, I'm an expert on stairs. Oh, right, okay, I knew it was one or the other. Yeah. Right, okay.
0: Nathan is livid when he hears about it. Nathan tells Alex that there's two Bannermans, that Bannerman has a clone. Now Alex is worried. I mean, let's, let's face it, it's his fault that Bannerman has been taken. Yeah. He told Asadi about Bannerman, and now she's got him. Mm -hmm. What do you think they'll do to him, he asked Nathan. Well, if I was selling life insurance, his would not be the first door I'd knock on. No, that's right, it wouldn't. So Nathan and Kenzie now go to visit Osadi on Earth to try and get Bannerman released. In the communication centre, Davis enters, and Anna and him have a conversation. She asks him to make the coffee, and he gets annoyed and says, even though they're the same rank, He's been there 15 years and thinks of himself as a boss. All right, let's just, he's been there 15 years and mm-hmm. he's the same rank as she is and she's just joined.
1: Does that say more about her or less about him? Yeah, I think you're right there. Mhm, mhm. There's an undercurrent of sexual tension between these two, isn't there? <laughs> Pfft, maybe
0: is that from just... here. <laughs> is there...
1: It's Maybe just like him. David and Maddie, isn't it? In Moonlight, oh yeah, they, uh... it's just like it. It it is, it is. The fast is. repartee, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, she knows he thinks her appointment is ridiculous, that she's not up to the job. He denies it, and he reluctantly makes her a coffee, mm-hmm. and he asks if Thoreau is back yet, and makes a joke that Anna pretends not to understand. If your English was better, he tells her, you might understand the joke when you heard one. If you were more sophisticated, I might sure your sense of humour. She sure applies.
1: "One nil to Shaw." The thing is, he says it was a joke, but it wasn't technically a joke. What he said, what he actually said to her is, "Yeah, he's returning, and his left hand is injured." She she, she tells him that his left hand is injured, and he replies, "He'll be requiring a woman's touch then." it's Not a joke, it's no, just no, vague anyway. it's just vaguely uh, uncomfortably sexual, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> she might as well, he might as well have just said to her, oh, you got to wank him off then, are you?"
0: Yeah, and she's like, uh, which one's HR?" Yeah,
1: exactly. I- I'll give him the number. I- you know maybe you know enough by heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a character We're playing characters. We're playing, you told me this last time you said yeah, i'm playing a character you're just yes, playing I'm, yourself
0: you like playing the, a character you're like the Bob hope of
1: podcasts no it's, uh, I'm playing a version of me a version of you <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> a version of me
0: okay <laughs> On Earth, Asadi makes Nathan and Kenzie wait, um, basically to humiliate them, and this mm-hmm. really winds Kenzie up because it's not like she's calm and collected to start off with.
1: Yeah, and it's no wonder she's getting annoying with those bloody bongos playing all the time in the background, and we've even added a xylophone to it now.
0: Yeah, we're going crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Finally, Asadi agrees to see them. Nathan says he can prove that Bannerman is not the kidnapper. She says her advisors can prove he is, and she's not interested in his theory that Bannerman has a clone. She Mm -hmm. orders them to leave. At this point, Kenzie loses her cool, collective, normal (laughs) behaviour, and at first it looks like it's going to get them killed, but it seems to do the trick. Sadie will let them speak to Bannerman. Cut to Moonbase, Thoreau, Xiao, and Davis are eating. Thoreau finds the hours that the ransom videos are sent to be odd. Now, Alex joins them and asks, is any news from Nathan? Faroe tells him that they are out of communications for a while because Moonbase is now facing away from Earth. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Alex complains about the irregular hours that living on the moon forces you to deal with, and then it hits Faroe. The irregular hours. The weird times the kidnapper sent the ransom videos. The kidnapper is still on the
1: moon. You know, they can't send a communication because they're out of range because of the moon's facing the dark side or whatever they want to say but mm-hmm. yeah it still doesn't stop them from showing continuous athletics on that huge screen behind them in the dining area does it well maybe that's just a delayed timed thing it's from earlier you know, it's, maybe it's
0: it's the BBC it's reruns it repeats
1: <laughs> what, why do they only watch athletics every time they cut there they're showing athletics what why an odd choice you? why wouldn't you got a thing against athletic people uh not particularly, but I could think of other things I'd rather be watching while I'm having my dinner. Like what? Star Cops.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be a bit better if they were eating dinner and they're on the screen.
1: Yeah, that'd be great, though, wouldn't it? That would, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So we cut to Nathan and Kenzie showing Bannerman a photo of his clone. Bannerman Mm -hmm. doesn't believe it. Doesn't have a brother. And he says he has no idea what's going on. Nathan points out that if they don't solve this, then they will punish Bannerman for theft and the crime for theft is to have his hands chopped off. Yeah. Which, as he's a pianist, could be a problem. Do you think they went with the crime and then worked backwards to figure out a job that involves
1: using your hands? It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. What What other options could he have had? I mean, there's other jobs that you use your hands, isn't there? Um, yeah, he could have been a fluffer. <laughs> But then you only need one hand for that, don't you? Sorry, i <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, if you were a fluffy, you'd be amusing someone else, wouldn't you? That's true. Um, well, I suppose
0: an artist of any description uses their hands, really, right? Piss artist? Um, do you use your hands a lot? Well, I've got to lift the glass. Oh,
1: there you oh, go. Oh, wait, are you calling me a piss artist? <laughs>
0: So back on the moon, they figure out that the kidnapper is in an old mine that still has a supply of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Now, Faroe can't help Davis go out there because of his injured hand. He will have to go with Anna. He doesn't want to, but he has no choice. Mm -hmm.
1: See, they've got to work together.
0: Yeah. In the moon vehicle, Davis asks Anna if she can fire a gun. She says she can, but she would rather not do so because she's a Buddhist. Yeah. Yeah. Davis is unimpressed and it reinforces his low opinion of her don't you have spirituality she asks him no he replies I've never felt the need for it until now
2: you know
1: that's funny his name's Colin oh here we go <laughs> what I'm just you know Well let me just drink my beer I mean my soft drink <laughs> yeah you know you, you, you don't feel the need for spirituality either do you I'm in one in touch with the lotus blossom. You've been told <laughs> oh, no. about that. You've been told about touching that lotus blossom. Just leave it alone. All right.
0: I'm mean, aware of spirituality. It's it's in the cabinet across the living room.
1: Yes, <laughs> it it's labelled yeah. vodka. Yeah. No, actually, no. It's labelled Smirnoff. Bit of product placement. We might get
0: some.
1: Drop it in there, okay? Nice.
0: Oh, I mean, we've run through every chocolate bar on the planet,
1: so. Yeah, no, I don't get any, I'm going to be well peeved. I thought you was going to do another
0: chocolate bar then.
1: <laughs> Were you panicking for a second?
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, no.
1: Come well, on, round two. We're going to move on to... Uh...
0: <laughs> to flavoured crisps. Huh? Yeah, flavoured crisps are hard-boiled sweets. Oh, no, you'd, you'd, you'd win on that one. Don't know anything about hard-boiled sweets.
1: You don't? Nope. Oh. No, no, no. You don't know your sherbet lemons from your... um. Uncle Rubarb Joe's and custards. Uncle Joe's what? Uncle Joe's balls.
0: Yeah, Uncle Joe's balls. Mint balls. Do,
1: do you do you know that nobody knows what they are down here?
0: Wait, really? They don't sell
1: them? You know, just <laughs> as a side, this is gonna be really confusing for people that don't know what we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. But um it, in our town where we grew up, there's there's a suite called Uncle Joe's Mint Balls.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not made from authentic balls. Are uh, are made from authentic Uncle Joe's. No. No? But no, no one here, where I live now, in the south of England, knows what they are. In fairness, I'd
0: never actually eaten Uncle Dole's Mint Balls until I left that town.
1: Oh, I find that hard to believe, Colin.
0: No, I never had them until I moved here, and then someone sent them to me as a, you know, oh, here's a flavour of home, and I was like, ah, i <laughs> never, never had one before.
1: Here's <laughs> a flavour of home. Suck, suck on one of your Uncle's <laughs> suck balls. Suck on this. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy them? I don't
0: like hard candy at all. No, it doesn't I don't like
1: it. Is it too much effort? You got to suck no, it. I and... just
0: don't like it. It's just like sticky and it sticks to your mouth and yeah. Mm. So I don't, mm. just don't like it. It doesn't do anything for me. I'm a chocolate kind of guy.
1: Oh, right. okay. Yeah. Okay. You lost that pun run though, didn't you? Fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was three rounds of puns. And I won round three. <laughs> <laughs> so, back in the show.
1: <laughs> that show we were talking about. Yeah. About, for, about two hours ago.
0: Pharrell yeah, tells Nathan what's going on. Nathan tells us Sadie that they know the location of the real kidnapper, but she doesn't want to listen again. Mm-hmm. They're going to carry out the punishment anyway. Back on the moon, Davis is going to enter the mine. The Bannerman Cologne is watching him approach on a monitor. As Davis makes his way into the mine, Banner unplugs his ventilator and squirts the spray that he earlier used on Anna into the suit.
1: Oh, that's what that was.
0: It's called the Paul's dating spray. This knocks Davis uh. out.
1: <laughs> how, how do you think I got married?
0: Uh, very reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. On Earth I said he ties Bannerman down on a chair with his arms on the armrest in perfect chopping location.
2: Yes.
1: You want a perfect chopping location, don't you? You do,
0: yeah. Nothing cramped,
1: nothing too no. busy. No. Yeah. You per you know what your perfect chopping location is, don't you? No. It's right in the centre of town.
0: The perfect chopping location is right yeah. in the centre of
1: town. Yeah. You know, when you need to buy your bread and your you know, your consumables. Your, your, your chocolate bars. It's a perfect shopping location.
0: Oh shit, it's a pun on shopping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, was, it was a half-harsh pun on shopping, I have to say. <laughs> it
0: was like, it's like. It was kind of like a ninja attempt at a pun where you creaked up on it stealthily.
1: It was. My heart wasn't in it, I have to say.
0: No, yeah. you approached it with some trepidation. You was I like, did. should I? Sh-? It was like someone sticking a toe in cold water.
1: With
0: you and sticking toes in water tonight, yeah, that's a lot of toes, a lot of water. Yeah,
1: is this your new thing? Is
0: it, yeah, all right?
1: We'll leave it there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, the kidnapper, Bannerman's clone, whose name we finally found out is Albie, opens a communication video with Mm Asadi. Bannerman tries to talk Albie out of killing the embryos, but Albie wants revenge, he doesn't care about his genetic brother. He makes a move to kill the rest of the embryos. Asadi prepares to chop off Bannerman's hands. Mm -hmm. But Anna comes down the ladder with a gun. She orders Albie to stop. But she doesn't want to shoot him. And Albie, he can kind of sense that. Albie taunts her about killing a man. How difficult it is. Davis, now timed up, pleads for her to shoot him. As Albie steps forward, she opens fire and kills him. Asadi finally releases Bannerman. Anna is shocked by what she's done, but finally comes around, and she and Davis leave the mine in the Moon vehicle. Davis calls into Moonbase, we've got the last tadpole.
1: And he offers her a handkerchief, doesn't he? Yeah. You don't want to take a handkerchief from a guy called Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Just pointing it out for all yeah. our listeners out there.
0: Yeah. I, I <laughs> I'm going to scour the internet and look for a film that's got a character called Paul in. <laughs> <laughs> so we then cut to Bannerman playing the piano. Meanwhile, Kenzie and Nathan return to Moonbase in the shuttle. She points out that clones make a mockery of the whole identification procedure, but Nathan is asleep.
1: She's been talking to a clone of Nathan. Yeah. Weird, didn't right? she? Didn't didn't she notice? Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Didn't she? <laughs> didn't she notice this guy when she got on the thing? She just notices that there's a guy sitting opposite her that looks exactly like her boss who's sitting next to her.
0: Maybe she thought that was Nathan all along.
1: So who was the other guy sitting across from her then?
0: No, she thought that was Nathan.
1: Yeah. So who's the guy who's sitting right next yeah. to her? She. That's
0: Nathan, but he's been he's been like, oh god, she's she's boring the ass off that guy. I'll just pretend I'm not here.
1: But. Surely she's seen that there's two people on either side of her that look exactly the same.
0: No, because she's constantly talking to the one in front. She hasn't noticed that Nathan's next to her.
1: And she's a, she's a detective.
2: policeman? Detective, detective. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. all right, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. She's not that observant. Clearly not. It's as, it's as good as her acting skills.
0: I mean, he does have her do paperwork during most of the episode. This is true, or eating chocolate bars.
1: Or eating chocolate bars, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the end of uh, Stir Cops for the episodes mm. that we've watched anyway.
1: You know, this podcast has gone on longer than the actual series.
0: <laughs> Feels
1: like it, right? <laughs> um,
0: so quickly, what do you think of Stur You
1: know, it's funny because you remember at the start of the episode, all those years ago, that um, I pointed out that when I originally watched this, um, i do i do kind of remember watching the whole thing, but I don't remember a single thing about any of these episodes going back into it. I enjoyed the pilot the stories the characters were interesting it was a bit clunky at times, but you know it's to be expected for the time yeah, the 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 f x were probably a, you know the model was a cut above your average b b c stuff at the time and and it's dated but in many ways, it was also a bit forward-thinking. You know, you've got the box who's, you know, an Alexa. Shut up. Alexa, stop. Stop. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got the big calls, which is Skype. You know, you've got all that kind of stuff going on. But by the time we got to episode seven, it seemed like the quality was dipping a bit. I don't know whether you felt that way. From, if, you, if you you know you look at the first one and then you, you, we watch episode seven, it looks like it started to dip. The story in episode seven seemed like it could have been done anywhere. There's no need for it to be set anything to do with space, really. It could have mm, been anywhere. Okay, you you right. could have transposed that story into any other TV show and it would have worked. If it was a cop show. Um, acting wise, Callwell aside, it's pretty much awful, really, through the most of it. I think people are they're, they're all pretty bad. Um, and the sex... The, the sex?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. The, the sex was great.
0: Friday and slip if ever I heard one.
1: The sets... <laughs> looked, the sets looked like... I don't know, they looked a bit rushed. They looked like rushed jobs to me. And it all just felt a bit flat and a bit dull at times. So overall, I enjoyed the first one. But then I can't really see... Going forward, whether I would have stuck with it if I watched it today. What I would like to see is it redone for a modern audience. Yeah. I think it might it's the kind of thing that might work now. But I can't really say it was a hit.
0: I think it's grasp exceeds its reach, but you can't really fault a show for having ideas that are greater than its budget. No. You can get hung up on past special effects, and some of them are very distracting. But then you don't really watch sci-fi for that reason.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, it, but you, you pointed out earlier that, that at times it takes you out of it.
0: Yeah, it does. Like the wire work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and some of Caldwell's weightless acting. <laughs> you're just like, well, why did you... If you hadn't have done it, I wouldn't have been going, you know what, you're supposed to be weightless, mate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have bothered me. But the fact that you're drawing attention to it by waving your arms and moving backwards and forwards is mm. distracting me. Mm-hmm. Caldwell's a great actor, but some of his line delivery... Where he's shouting when I think he should be delivering it more softly. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand where he was coming from on some of it.
1: Do you know what that reminded me of a lot? Patrick Stewart in the first season of TNG. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I can see that. He would what? shout
1: lines that didn't need to be shouted at the time. Yeah,
0: and you wonder, like, why are you so angry? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the other problem is that Nathan, he hates most of the people he works with.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, Ivory hates them, or he thinks they're corrupt. hmm And how are you supposed to, like, enjoy this kind of team and get something from it if everyone... And everyone seems to hate each other. They're always mm. arguing, and they're always mm. antagonistic against each other, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe, actually, it's weird, but it's like real, the real workplace, right?
1: I, I, I was just going to say, perhaps they felt it was a, that was a very British thing to do. Maybe, maybe,
0: and I wonder if it would have smoothed out if they'd had more, more seasons.
1: That's the other thing; you don't know where they were planning on going with it, do you? Really? Because yeah. We never, we never got to find out. So. Yeah. Maybe we will in the big finish things. I don't know. But. Yeah. The scripts are intelligent.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: They deal with interesting concepts that other science fiction shows, especially British ones, weren't dealing with at that time.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's often let down some by some really weird racial stereotyping.
1: Yeah, uh, and that, but that, that, again, it's a product of his time, isn't it? I think I know, that's, so, not, but that's not excusing it because it's terrible at times. That, that but then the writers should have
0: thought, one. okay, this stuff would have gone by 2027. There so. is that,
1: yeah, that is true.
0: Because yeah. they're working together as an international space station, so it seems mm-hmm. weird that you'd all be working together and then hate each other because, you know, I think there's one line in it where he says, he's okay for an Italian.
1: Maybe that maybe that guy voted for uh, UKIP. Yeah, maybe Brexit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: when I was watching it, I found myself enjoying the stories and getting into it. Mm-hmm. And I liked the concept of it's a detective story, it's a crime story. It just happens to be set in space.
1: See, that was that was my problem, particularly with the the second episode that we watched. That I felt that the space setting was pointless. I understand what you're saying that that you, you you like the fact that it just happens to be about these cops that work in space, whereas i I felt that they didn't they didn't use that enough.
0: I wonder if that's a problem because it's created by somebody who writes crime dramas, and not a science yeah. fiction writer.
1: It's less a case of, of of how is the space setting important to the story and more a case of how can we shoehorn in the space setting into the story that we've already got, I feel, at times. And that that might have been where it was headed, I think.
0: So, like, in the episode we watched, the, the only science fiction element is the fact that they're embryos as yeah. clones yeah. rather than just kidnapping people.
2: Yeah.
1: and And you could do that so easily in in a normal everyday police story, you just, instead of the clone thing, you have it slightly different. It could be, a twin brother. you know, twin brothers and, 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 the, and he's stolen, um, you know, babies or something like that. You know, you yeah. could just, you could do the same story. Yeah. Know? I
0: totally see your point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So I agree with you in that it's not a hit, but I think it's certainly something that could be remade and would be really good if it was remade now. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I guess that's a miss from both of us. But hey, remake it. Well, me. No, not you. Because I oh, want right. it good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There'd just be lots of chocolate bear references. An whole hour of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep. Don't. Don't tell too many people about it though.
0: Oh no! No secret. No. No whisper. whisper. Oh, oh whisper. <laughs> I pulled my earpiece out, so
1: i about that one. So, that's it then for Star Cops. What are we doing next time?
0: So, on our next episode, we're going to be bonding with Bond. Pierce Brosnan's swan song, Die Another Day.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward
1: to some of it. Yeah, yeah, the first ten minutes.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. A little further, maybe.
1: We could completely change our position on this. It's been uh, it's been known. Missionary. Oh, don't go.
0: It feels like missionary work watching it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So that that that'll be fun for everyone. Yeah. But can I go to bed now?
0: No. We're
2: <laughs> not finished. We're gonna oh, keep going.
1: Seriously, listeners, you have no idea how late it is. <laughs> Stick with it. Don't be a drifter. Oh my God, you've got
2: to
0: get that last one in there, haven't
1: you? Yeah. Ugh. Um. So, yes, so we'll be
0: doing Dying of a Day. Uh, if you'd like to suggest a film or TV show, then you can reach us at retrospection at email.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Retrospecky. And don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist that contains all the themes and songs from everything we've watched and reviewed you can also sponsor us on patreon which we would appreciate because that helps us keep our old episodes online and thank you to our current patreon supporters we appreciate it and paul loves you i do
1: Mm -hmm. oh every single
0: last one of you do you you want to do that again with more like enthusiasm and oh i do all right less enthusiasm (laughs) i do nice
1: okay
0: so thank you very much for downloading Thank you for listening and goodbye. Bye. I'm hungry. I've got the munchies. Ah,
1: I forgot all about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it still warm?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's warm, warm all the
0: time. It'll it? be nice tomorrow. You can have a picnic. Oh,
1: fuck's sake. Is that what you <laughs> were building up to then? <laughs> yeah. Taking a long road. Can we change the
2: topic
0: now? Please? Oh, nicely done.
2: You <laughs> know,